Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's a me, a man that got see him. <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Pirates Pirate. are going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. And we have a big show for you on this Thursday coming up on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And if you have a question for some former Pirate greats, you can get those in now. Marcus Crandall, Jason Nichols hanging out. Hour number one of Pirate Radio Live. You can be a part of the show on YouTube and Facebook with your questions and comments, Twitter as well. Also coming up on today's show, former ECU baseballer Brandon Manning will join us. We'll talk about the marathon win yesterday for the Pirates at Old Dominion and Memphis coming up this weekend. We'll talk about that with the former Pirate Brandon Manning coming up in hour two. Also another edition of Name That Sound. And Marcus will be gone by then, so I won't have any help from him. <laughs> I'm on my own today. We'll see what happens when we play Name That Sound in hour number two. Hour three, legendary baseball coach from the J.H. Rose Rampage, Ronald Vincent. Another playoff win for him and the Rampage last night. We'll talk about round two coming up on Friday. And our buddy Brooks Hill, former Pirate Radio intern, now a hockey announcer, will join us to talk about the Canes trying to wrap up their series tonight with the Devils. Got that on the way at 5.30. So we got a packed show for you on this Thursday. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here, and I'll welcome in our special guest to the Pirate Radio Studios, former East Carolina quarterback Marcus Crandall back again. Cran man, good to see you. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man, as always. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank the Lord for my being here, man, and uh, guiding me and protecting me throughout the week, man. I appreciate that. Marcus, I'm a hat guy. We'll talk about a very cool hat you're wearing and how you got a hold of that in a second. Absolutely. But also joining us, former Pirate player, former Pirate coach, Jason Nichols, also here in the Pirate Radio studios. And Jason, great to see you again, man. Man, I'm glad to be down. Glad to be down with you guys. Great connection uh, joining us here, receiver and quarterback today marcus first of all you've been uh you've been connected with us for a while and jumped back on here recently and uh, somebody who enjoyed your playing days and enjoyed you on the show came down and dropped off a a gift bag and i didn't open it up i respected your your privacy for that uh so i didn't know what it was uh you took it home last week and then i see you walk in with that hat so am i to assume that's what was in that gift bag this is what was in the gift bag and it was a a a very good fan of ours um, for the ECU Pirates. Uh, she came in and dropped this off for us, and uh, or for me, I should say. And uh, man, it's, it it brings back a lot of memories. Uh, a lot of people from my hometown uh, they created this hat. Uh, number five, as you see, number five, my jersey. And Crandall Crazy on the back. I'm, I'm gonna take this off so everybody can see it too. Crandall Crazy, right there. So that's, that, what that's, to... that's what that fan base was called. Crandall Crazy. How about that? And uh, they they were crazy. <laughs> they were crazy about the Pirates. They were crazy about following my career because they followed me everywhere uh, where they could go. That's pretty cool. You know, you're a big deal, Jason, when you got your own hat. Well, you know, back in the day, that's what they used to do before they had NIL. They would stick money in that hat right there and hand Marcus the hat right there. Well, Marcus said he didn't get none. No. <laughs> but that's hey. a... 
today is a different story. Yeah, I will accept donations from that today. Yeah, you they, you owe y'all, you folks owe Marcus something from his plan. <laughs> but that's a great kind of segue. You guys had your own show with Jonathan in the hallway before we got going here. That's right about the new age of college sports, and you guys, uh, both players and coaches, have been in it long enough to see changes. But back then, Marcus, they could put those at UBE, uh, or, or nowadays they could put it at UBE, and you could make a little something off of it. Back Absolutely. then, that that Absolutely. wasn't the case. Yeah, man, it's it's awesome for these kids. I, I think it's uh, I think it's very beneficial. I think it's uh, we we've talked about it on a, on a number of uh, levels in regards to how it helps the individual, how it helps the university and their families as well. So it's um, I have no qualms against uh, what's going on today in regards to the NILs. Uh, make the most of it for these young kids and give them that great experience. And Jason, as a coach, you got to adapt to what's happening on the field, uh, the way different ways offense, defense are playing. You also got to adapt to the new rules and everything. So how about you as a, a former player, but more so as a coach, continuing to adapt what you do you got to roll with the changes right you get left behind i guess you do you have to be flexible you know in every sense of the word i mean you look at guys that's that's doing it at a high level they've been able to adjust to the rules no matter what it's been and um right now it's the nil and the transfer rules that are really shaking up college football here a little bit um but you got to be ready to adjust and move if you want to stay on top well jason let's get an update on uh, what you're doing these days what are you up to now man i am i'm back in Greenville. I'm here cheering on my son. Matter of fact, I was scheduled to be on at one point, but uh, my son had a baseball game. So uh, I'm being a father right now. Uh, I'm not coaching anywhere right now. Um, I, I do got some things that I'm looking to do this summer, hopefully with some NFL teams, with some NFL internships. But uh, most importantly, just enjoying some some time to be at home and be present with my kids. Uh, I'm going to baseball games. I got a softball game tonight at 7 with my daughter. So um, I'm just enjoying a little free time right now to be honest with you clip that's awesome good to hear and uh jason you've been uh, at at many different stops including here at ecu but also uh with army i believe so uh, you know what what is the i don't know the difference of of athlete you see there the difference of the whole operation there when you're coaching at a military school as opposed to an ecu well you know the thing that you realize that you, you you are working with a little lesser um, athlete there at, at the uh, academy, but uh, what they lose in athletic ability, they definitely give back as far as their work and dedication and and being um, you know a steward of the game. Those guys really really work hard. I mean, I, I that was I was so impressed. One one of the first things I noticed was a summer workout where those guys actually went out there and ran the whole practice. And I'm sitting out there with one of our other coaches, and he was new too. It was his first experience uh, going through that. And I said, these guys don't need us out here. You know, because uh, it was so much that you, you, certain things that you couldn't do or couldn't right. do. Mm-hmm. So you, you were a little nervous about what was going on. But at the end of the day, I said, man, these guys are, are so well trained and disciplined that in, at the end of the day, they didn't need us out there. And we changed it after that. We said, you know, coach, I mean, we could be out there, but they don't need us. Yeah. And so, you, you, you know, so it's, it's well-rounded kids at those institutions. Jason Nichols joining us. Marcus Crandall joining us. I want to get to uh, talk about some of the playing days as well. Uh, but we're catching up here with Coach Jason Nichols. And, Coach, how about what uh, this ECU football program is in, in 2023? You've seen Mike Houston uh, get back to a bowl game, win a bowl game. 
that's all positive now you're replacing about 99 percent of your offensive production if you're ecu so it's kind of a it's interesting stability's there with the coach the offensive coordinator defensive coordinator but you've got a new cast of characters when it comes to players so I, I, tell me how to feel well, i don't know how to feel well you know I, I'm, I'm sure those guys are going or went through that this spring to try to start finding out who's the next group of guys that you can you know trust the guys that are going to be, become your playmakers and probably some of those guys wasn't even here in the spring it's going to be guys that's going to show up here during summer yeah. uh, or maybe even fall camp that you're going to go out and get out of the portal but I think that's probably what college football is now I think you, you may not lose 90% of your team but you probably could lose close to 50 to 70% of your production on a year to year basis just because of what NIL has done and uh, and I know we've I've seen where we've lost some kids here uh, late to, to that same situation so um, I, I definitely think they're, they're identified who they can probably go and, and, and compete with uh, and I'm sure they probably are looking to add some pieces getting ready to move forward in the fall and you've served multiple roles at ECU, correct? A coach. Correct. All, and what was your other role? I was all, player development yeah. uh, in 21 on, on Coach Houston's staff. And uh, so it was definitely a uh, great opportunity because, you know, what happens when you're coaching a position, you're just so focused on that position and you're worried about those guys. The, the great thing about being in that role as uh, player development was uh, I got to, got to meet a lot of the guys. And it, it, was a, um, it was a full-time role. I got a lot of phone calls at night sometimes just <laughs> coach uh, my heat's not working <laughs> so it was just crazy things that you had to deal with but uh it was definitely touching you, you got to touch everybody in the program yeah and uh, that was a, a group of guys that were together a long time trying to kind of build this into a winner once again like it was when you guys were playing back in the 90s and and you got to see that through last year with the bowl win so even though you were away uh, mm-hmm. you, you had to be proud of the guys that that you helped out along the way well no doubt I, I, and marcus can tell you this too no matter where you are when you've played here and you've been associated with this university and in the football team or whatever team you've been on, one of the first things you always do is going to find out how did they do today. And one of the best things about being at West Point last year was all our games were at noon. So I got to come home and watch a lot of those games <laughs> in the afternoon. So, um, But, yeah, you're always um, following how these guys are doing, and, and, and uh, we're pirates for life. Marcus Crandall and Jason Nichols hanging out. Marcus? Man. Jason, I got a question for you. We talk about the turnover with the guys in regards to uh, this year and Mike Houston's team. Uh, you were one of those young guys that came in and, uh, and stepped up and, and mm-hmm. produced for the Pirates. So you have some experience in, in you know, what you're talking about here in, in regards to coming in and uh, fulfilling the role. Uh, you didn't have a, a big role, but you, you had a, a little small role and you did it well. Well, I had a good quarterback that was throwing oh, to man. me. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, I mean, you know what? We we did. I mean, that's that's something that uh, you take pride in whatever you do. You know, I mean, it's 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 um, when you step out there and you're competing on the field, man, I just wanted to give it everything I had and, and make sure that I was in the right place at the right time and, and I could be a, a kid that they could – they could count on um, in those situations, and so uh, yeah, it was it was uh, something that you look. You know, the main reason why I wanted to come to East Carolina, I wanted an opportunity to get on the field as soon as I could, and uh, and so that that came to fruition for me, and I and, and ended up having you know four great years here. Yeah, so ninety four true freshman, you're right. on the field. I was going to say your numbers say you are Mister Consistency. I mean, <laughs> forty two catches, four hundred fifty yards, 
yards your first year two touchdowns you follow that up with 43 catches 502 yards your senior year 44 catches 346 three touchdowns so very similar numbers throughout your college career starting in day one yeah well you know back then those was a lot of catches man we had a lot of guys that we could spread the ball <laughs> yeah. around we, we talked about that last week. uh with larry shannon yeah, yeah. Absolutely. i yeah. mean we we had man we had a great group of guys that uh we all had a different role that we uh we went out there to go execute and we challenged each other you know and uh we had great uh continuity with with our quarterbacks and um you know it was just a great unit to be a part of a great team to be a part of and uh but nowadays these guys come out they catch 40 some passes in the first half you know? <laughs> so, i mean different game different, different game. game now multiple ways too, multiple right? ways you get, uh, yeah, those you get a guy like screens. yourself absolutely <laughs> get a guy like yourself and we could throw you that bubble screen back yeah. in the day jason man that'd been pretty that's, nice, huh? that's at least another 100 catches you can add on to the, to the numbers right there well so. uh, justin hardy and zay jones took advantage of that and yeah, broke some did. records they when did. they were here they did uh so where'd you go to high school jason i went to meadow creek high school right outside of um atlanta and north cross georgia and um so that's where i played at i was a quarterback actually in high school and uh and i i always got to say this too i always had the best touchdown completion ratio here oh. at east carolina oh, okay. off the reverse passes <laughs> yes indeed how many did you Look get up. Yeah. I, I don't know how many. I, I was three for four, I think. Man, all right. Three for four. All for like touchdowns? Three, yeah, three. I would have had four for four, but I think uh, Troy Smith ran out of bounds on one. And, 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 <laughs> so he messed up my uh, my percentage record. Oh, I could have been 100%. Man. Troy, Troy, Troy. <laughs> Who else was uh, recruiting you when you were coming out of high school? Uh, I got recruited at NC State as a defensive back. Uh, I got recruited by Tulane as a defensive back and Ole Miss as a defensive back. And Coach, uh, I guess, Logan said Coach, uh, you could come play receiver here? Well, you know, the thing about it was, and uh, this is, Marcus can contest to this too, is one thing about East Carolina that we were throwing the ball way back when. And we were a one-back system. We was a West Coast-style uh, offense. And uh, so I was like, you know, uh, once I told some of these schools what I really wanted to do, well, we'll recruit you as a receiver. And I was like, well, I'm going to go out there and stock block all day. I wanted to go to a place where they were throwing the ball around. And East Carolina had just came off of winning the Peach Bowl and, be- and beating NC State in my backyard at Fulton County oh, Stadium. Yeah. And so I was like, well, where else would you want to go than a place that's going to throw it? Um, and, and you're going to have an opportunity to go catch some footballs. Man, yeah, I forgot. I didn't think about the back. Did, were you at that game by chance? I was or? not at the yeah. game, but I did watch it. You're a Braves fan? I'm a bra- huge Braves fan. Good to hear, good to hear. <laughs> I like them, uh, like them even more. <laughs> uh, and so did Coach Logan say, hey, uh, Jason, you, we're going to play you right away. Come in. I mean, was that talked about? or No, not really. You kind of uh, earned it when you got here? Just kind of earned it. Uh, you know, I, you know when, when I was coming out of high school, I had guys um, – Juan Daniels and Marseille Simpson, some of these guys in my area, you wouldn't know who they are. But they were going to these schools, and they were sitting down there red-shirting. And I said, man, I, I, I don't want to do that. Football is fun, and it's, it's a lot of work. But, man, it's, it's enjoyable when you walk out there on Saturdays and got a chance to go and play in front of a crowd. Um, and so, I, I, like I said, I really tried to do my research, and and um, and I really, really wanted to go to a situation where I felt like I, I would get an opportunity to play and play a lot in my career. Now, we had a conversation outside earlier, Jason, in regards to the, the game today, yes. right, college football today and, and the transfer portal. Uh, and all those things. Let, let's say that you came here in 1994 
And Coach Logan and those the, the people that recruited you uh, said all these great things to get you there. And yeah. then what if they had said, uh, Jason, we want you to redshirt, even though you wanted to play? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what would have been your thoughts at that point in time? Well, you know, I, I would have probably tried to really look in the mirror. Um, you know, my dad raised me to be accountable. You know what I'm saying? He was a Marine, so it wasn't like he I could go home and be like, Dad, I'm quitting or I'm, I'm transferring. He's going to tell me to get back up there and go figure it out. And so uh, if that would have happened, I would have had to look in the mirror and, and just, you know, be honest with myself. If they're not playing me right now, then I need to do something better. And, uh, and and I know that that sounds like, you know, uh, uh, the typical answer you want, but that's what that was just the way I was raised. And so uh, I don't think I would have would have transferred like some guys do, because at some point you got to learn how to beat somebody out, too, you know. Well, that, that's the world we live in today, right? So that's yeah. why it kind of leads into this question in regards to, um, man, are the guys tough? Or they, or they, <laughs> you know, I mean, are, yes. are they willing to work hard and, and uh, do the things that are necessary to to win a spot as opposed to uh, the situation's not perfect for me, so I'm going to go elsewhere? It's just um, not a black and white topic. It's like because it really are they as tough as they were back then? Maybe not. Are they smarter now to take advantage of what they can? That's Probably right. so. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of different ways you yeah. can look at absolutely. it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and you know when you sit back and and we didn't have these options, so we couldn't even think of it. Right. I mean, that wasn't something that was really set up for you to, to even conceive. But uh, at the end of the day. You know, you got to be ready to go compete and go earn what you want out there on the field. As, as a coach, that's what I, I tell my players. Look, I'm going to believe what I see on film. I don't care what you come in here as or anything like that. And you know that, Marcus. Uh, but I'm going to believe what I see on film because that's the guy that I'm going to get. You know, whatever you put on film, that's what I know I'm going to get on the, on the field. Yeah, you could have left, but the rules have changed to where if you had left back then, you had to sit out a year. Sit right? out or so, go down. Or, or go that's right. Well, yeah, so go now, down and now, play right away. That's right, absolutely. So now the rules have changed where guys can transfer and play right away and all those good things in the same year, mid-year, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, and they're constantly looking at that rule or those rules uh, to the game to uh, see how to make it better to kind of – really, I, I think it's more of a mental um, toughness or mental um, – state of mind in regards to how, how guys are reacting to, you know, different situations and really just trying to give them some stability and give them some uh, some confidence in what they're doing nowadays. And, man, when it's so easy to move along and you look around and see your peers are doing it, you're just going to creep into your brain, Absolutely, man. But now the, the trap in that, the trap in, in, in wanting to run into that transfer portal and guys find it out the hard way, Everybody doesn't get picked up. Yeah, you know, right. there's a lot of bodies that's still in that portal that thought that they were going to go and transfer to something else. You know, the old saying is, we always think the grass is greener on the other side. No, the grass is greener wherever you water it, wherever you water and take care of the roots. And so uh, there's a lot of guys, too, that, that run into that portal that it becomes the death of them, too. That's right. Uh, we got changes, uh, big changes like that. Also, some rule changes. And uh, Jason Jamie wants to know what you think about the new college rule as far as uh, no clock stoppage after a first down. It's going to stop, I think, within two minutes of the half. But now we're basically going NFL, NFL. rules. So yeah. your thoughts on that? in the college game wow um that that'll be something you got to think about because that's going to shorten possessions you know when you start thinking about that clock continuously running um now you know when you're thinking about where am am i a tempo 
outfit or is it better now to go and say rather than having a fast play let's make sure we got the best play um, because our possessions are going to be so much more limited um, when you start talking about that clock is going to continue to tick until the two minute mark is that how they do yeah, it going to yep. very similar to that two minutes after first after downs after it'll stop two minutes and then if they get first down within that it will stop, minutes, like, stop. It, like it has yeah. just normally wow. yep wow um, that, that, that's pretty interesting, man, because it um, it does a lot of things, right? There's a lot of uh, ramifications in regards to that. In regards to, you know, you get you're going to get less plays, right? Because mm-hmm. you know teams are running these high tempo types of offenses, and and they're getting like 80 plays, man, <laughs> 80 plays a game. So I, it is going to slow it down naturally. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Some of the other things that one other thing I, I think it um, is probably more geared towards them how can they prevent injury on the field right when you think about all the all the things that go on in, in football it's a physical game uh, lots of injuries are occurring um, in 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 a weekend uh, in multiple games and so uh, it lessens the chances of guys getting injured I like at, at everything we kind of look at selfishly as somebody who does the post game show for all these games I wouldn't mind it cutting down to a 20 minutes of a game <laughs> there are, honestly I think there are enough stoppages and get incomplete passes all the TV timeouts the reviews that we have now i think there's an but you know you guys look at it from a different point of view um jamie also asking you jason mm-hmm. would you like to see uh the two feet rule in college as it is in the nfl or do you like one foot what do you think well i mean if you i can go either way with this and i'm gonna tell you why two feet prepares you for the nfl so that's nothing new that those guys would have to learn going into the nfl one foot still just you know it's the rule that's always been in place uh Fortunately, I used to work both of them with my receivers um, just because I just thought that there were certain times where you had to work on popping that foot down to try to drag it to make it a completion. Yeah. Um, but uh, two feet would, would definitely uh, – it'll it'll be like going into the NFL. That's interesting. Right I mean, playing front yard football, we always had the two feet rule. So right. <laughs> how about you, Jason, coming up as a receiver in college where you – when you were catching at ECU, were you solely thinking one foot, or were yes. you okay? You're solely thinking, thinking one foot yeah. at, at this point, and I'm sure that's what these guys are thinking nowadays. Unless yeah. you just so happen to work with guys who look at maybe a little bit beyond, uh, because what you're saying is, I, it, it is I can stretch more if I'm only got to put one foot down than when I got to put two. Right, two kind of limits how far I can reach out and go get the ball. One foot, I can be on that line and really reach out there and get that ball if I need to. So, um, technical things, but uh, it is it is a unique rule. Now, have they made that change? Or no, no, just, no, okay. not that one. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, the clock rule, they have made that change. But who knows? It seems it's like coming. we have changes every it's year, right? <laughs> so, uh, all right, how about this? It's Here's in the one, atmosphere. One more <laughs> rule. I'll ask both of you guys. Uh, in college, let's say let's say a receiver screen, Marcus, you throw it to. Jason, now he has his knee down when he catches the ball, and he's got all that open space, but his knee's down, plays over. You Mm -hmm. do that next year in the NFL, Mm -hmm. and Jason's running down the sideline. He's good. What about that rule? Now, this might be a safety deal, Marcus, you were getting to earlier. You know, it plays over if a knee hits the ground, but we'll start with you, Marcus. What do you think? In college, should should that be a live play? I really do think it should. I always thought that uh, they should have an opportunity to get up and run with yeah. the football afterwards. Again, that's um, you know those those are the transitions from 
uh, college football to 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 the pros where the guys have to now realize because you see it every once in a while in the NFL when a when a rookie catches a ball or something like that and it's unusual for them in regards to say, say the knee down. There's yes. a slight little hesitation by one person <laughs> in the NFL that that used to be oh the play's over. Well now they got to get up and run. And yeah. do you remember the famous play? Plaxico Burris catches the ball, rolls on the ground, gets up, spikes it. That's right. And the other team picks it up, runs the other way. Yep. Uh, his rookie year. Yep. Uh, what do you think, Jason? Do you, do you like it different well, or? Um, I like. I can go either way here again, and I'm gonna tell you why. It's just it, it just depends on you. You just have to coach that up harder. If that rule comes into play, you just got to coach it up harder in camp and just get those guys used to it. I would bet you those guys didn't get as many reps in those situations to where it wasn't second nature. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like catching a ball with a receiver. You say, I got to catch that thing and turn up field right now because if I'm catching it and I got to think about turning up field, then I don't I don't have any yak because that defender's closed on me. But if I'm catching this thing and I'm automatically turning up field, I got a chance to go break that tackle. And so the same thing in the two feet or one foot inbounds, same thing with knee down. It just puts a little bit more onus on the receivers, coaches, to start coaching that up and getting those guys ready for it. It goes the other way too, Marcus. When you see a big catch, guys on the ground in the NFL, young DB's got his head down. Man, I got beat. Doesn't touch the guy. He gets up and ready. you see that play too. That's caused me to throw a few remotes at the TV. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll have more with Marcus Crandall, Jason Nichols. Get your questions in on Facebook Live, YouTube, and Twitter. We'll talk about some of these guys' favorite moments uh, in their playing days, and also look at what's going on uh, today in the world of sports. Canes trying to close it out tonight, Marcus. Yeah, get one more win over the devils they'll do just that we'll look at uh, some nhl nba playoffs and more when we return pirate radio live after this if you're all alone and the pretty birds have flown honey i'm still free take a chance on me i'm gonna do my You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Marcus Crandall here with... One of his old teammates, Jason Nichols, former Pirate receiver, former Pirate coach as well, having a good time telling, we'll tell some old stories and also talking about the way football is now. Shirley, can we get a quick uh, update on what's going on in Tampa? East Carolina was scheduled to play South Florida in the AAC tournament at five. That got moved up to three, but due to other games... It's not going to be at 3. It's going to be a little later, right? It's going to be a little later. Uh, Memphis and UCF are playing right now. They are in the bottom of the sixth inning. UCF was trailing, heading into the inning 4-3. to three. They are now up 7-4. to four. And uh, it looks like we've got uh, the bases loaded two outs. So uh, we still have another inning, or at least a half inning to go before 
uh, East Carolina can take the field. And I'm sure that there's going to probably be about a 15 to 20 minute warm up period in between games. So we're looking probably about four o'clock, maybe four fifteen before they actually get that game started. All right, we'll keep you up to date on that. East Carolina down in Tampa for the softball tournament. Also on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Hurricanes and Devils tonight, seven o'clock on TNT. Canes can advance to the Eastern Conference Finals with a win tonight and the Kraken play the stars that series tied at two games apiece tonight in the NBA playoffs just saw that uh, DeAndre Ayton will be a no-go for the Suns so that's a big story as they trail the Nuggets three to two in that series that game six tonight in Phoenix at 10 o'clock before that it's going to be rocking in Philly as the Sixers can close out the Celtics with a win tonight as they lead the series three games to two 7:30 on ESPN guys you uh following NBA playoffs at all I have been I have been following a little bit more than um than, than previously than we, before we uh talked about it they went out and had a yeah. had a little get together and watched some games but uh, I've been watching a little bit more since then uh a lot of great games man the Boston and and um Philly series is definitely a good one. The Golden State and uh, and the Lakers is another good Warriors one. Warriors staying alive last night. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, a lot of parody and all those things going on in the NBA right now. Who's going to win it all, Jason? Who you got? Man, God. I, 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 I'm going to go with Golden State. They, I'm, I'm a cheer for them. I know they're down right yeah. now, but I took a vacation this spring and I went out there and watched the game, went to a game and all that good stuff over spring break. So I'm cheering for the for the Warriors, but uh, that's the that's the best one I can call. Well, the favorite keeps changing. If we talked last week, we would have said Boston probably, right? Yeah, and now they're yeah. down in their series. Uh, Glenn, the other day on uh, Pirate Radio said, I guess it was when the Lakers took their series lead, the Sixers took theirs, that the, for the first time this year, the Lakers were the betting favorite yeah. to win it all. So it yeah. keeps changing as these games go. Man, I, I still got the Suns. I, I still have them, right. even though Aiden, uh, that, that was my pick. I said, whoever win the LA Clippers in Phoenix series is going to win it. So, I mean, I'm not cheering for them, but I, I think that's who's still going to win it. They have a tall task in front of them, for sure, but uh, with Jokic and Murray, those guys are, are playing very well at, at this moment, and uh, they're getting some bench play as well uh so they're man they're they're that, that is a tough series it's a tough game oh, yeah. for, for the phoenix suns and uh devin booker and durant man they have to show up every night they yes. can't have a damn night yes. off uh versus those guys for sure yeah denver is definitely the deepest team that's left right i think from from top to bottom they got the most players that can come in and contribute because you're right i mean if the suns if, if kevin durant and Booker doesn't show up. I mean, it's if one of those guys don't show up, it's a done deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so those games going on tonight, two teams trying to stay alive, the Celtics on the road and the Suns at home. All right, back uh, inside here with Jason Nichols and Marcus Crandall. And guy, uh, Marcus, uh, tell some good uh, old Marcus to, to Jason stories on the field or or even off the field. What do you remember about your uh, your days at ECU with Jason Nichols? Man, it, it was, uh, I think you mentioned an earlier clip in regards to this the consistency of Jason. Yeah. He was always there. And uh, we, we talked about it last week in regards to uh, a receiver can go, uh, you know, a, a game without getting a ball, you know, quarters without getting the ball and he was just that type of guy as well and it uh it just permeated throughout the receiver core but uh just just whenever you throw the ball to him it doesn't matter what the situation was i always knew jason was going to get it and uh one one situation was late in the game and the uh i think we talked about it earlier this year as well with the southern miss 
when we had all that crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. And so it was it was a crucial down for us. Um, Jason ran an out route, and we they talked about out. it. We had a we had a little huddle uh, before the before the play, and we talked about it. Hey, man, be ready because I, I know they're going to back off just seeing <laughs> what they've been doing. I uh, said, so Jason, just get your head around and, and look that ball in, man. Yes. And he did exactly that. <laughs> What's a huddle? I haven't heard of a huddle. Uh, oh, that no. thing they used to do back in your day? That's, that's why I mentioned that. Now, I huddle. think uh, at Army, they, you probably did huddle hey, up, We right? huddled every play over <laughs> there, man. God, God. That was a whole different thing of football. But, yeah. but you're right. Um, that was a great play. That was actually a, a, a great memory because what happened on that play is we practiced that two-minute situation all the time right right? and it's how many times uh did we get to use it over the four years or five years that we've been here together we really only got to use it one time to go win a big game to beat southern miss uh down in hattiesburg and so that's that's always the coaching point those experiences that you have that when you coach players like look this may only happen one time but when we gotta have it we gotta have it and so that was a unique situation because it was it was a minute 20 on the 20 yard line yep. and we got to go drive the field drive the that field, was the man. scenario that we practiced all the time day, on Thursday <laughs> I find that fascinating when when current players or even you guys talk about it what the plays you go through and, and what you do and you might not see it for seven eight weeks and then it pops up and yeah. you better hope you, you you ran it right that day in practice right <laughs> yeah you know what and when I was uh, the offensive coordinator at Livingstone and elsewhere, you know, we would practice plays for weeks, 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 you know, without uh, running it in the game. And it was just, um, you know, guys get more comfortable and, and little things like that. And then in, and then in a situation where, hey, we hadn't run it all game and then we talk about it on the sidelines. And uh, we actually had one guy on a couple of weeks ago, Kerry Joseph. Mm-hmm. He was the quarterback and during one of those moments and um, hadn't ran it in the game yet. And then, you know, on a big game and a, and a big moment. We ran a play that we hadn't run all year, and then we ran it, and he threw a touchdown pass off of it. It was, as a coach, it's, it's fulfilling and uh, exciting to see as a player mm-hmm. uh, to have an experience that, man. It's just great because you put in all that hard work uh, to prepare for it, and then that situation comes up, and you you have that confidence that it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And it does, and it just unfolds just the way you do it in practice, man. It just uh, happens in slow motion, for one thing. Yeah. All right? Slow motion is like you've been there already. And we had the nerve to fake the field goal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so Again, Coach Logan. Coach Logan. Coach Logan. Field goal. Absolutely, man. Because he said he wanted to give Chad Holcomb another 15 yards to kick it. That's right. <laughs> and sure enough, right down the middle, yeah. win the game, walk off. Yeah. I ran off. I was in the locker room while everybody was celebrating. <laughs> I was so happy. Man, I'll say awesome. you bring up Southern Miss. One thing with all the conference realignment and stuff like that, I I miss the battles. I don't know mm. if you guys do as players because those are mm. some tough physical games, right? But Southern Miss, ECU played some classics over the years. I, I kind of miss those now. Yeah, it, it really was, man. It was uh, it was that natural rivalry because we're in the Conference USA Alliance, and uh, I actually played my first um, year or my my time in the in, in uh, not NFL uh, the CFL. I played with uh, Rob Brown, who was a defensive lineman for uh, Southern Miss at that time, and we always kind of go back and forth in regards to those moments. But uh, they were they were great times, great great competition, and uh, they had great teams, man, mm-hmm. great teams that uh, you know they came here and, and beat us and. Thursday, I think it was a Thursday night, and it was just a great atmosphere in uh, in in regards to college football, man. 
Well, in y'all's years here, were you able to develop rivalries with teams? I guess you were independent at the time, right? So your schedules, maybe you'd see some familiar teams, maybe Syracuse or something, but did you play teams enough to develop rivalries over your years playing at ECU? Southern Miss was one of those teams because I think we joined Conference USA together or something like that. And that was part of it, right? We were in the Conference USA Alliance, so Mm -hmm. we pretty much So you were connected to some teams. Yes, we were. Even though we were still independent, so to speak, because – us and Notre Vir- Dame, I think it was at that time, in yep. regards to just other teams as independent. Virginia but, Tech. Uh, Virginia, Tech. Virginia Tech was another team that we, we respected. I, I thought at that time we played so tough back then. We, it was a it was a tough brand of football. And those two teams, you know when you got done playing those two uh, units right there, man, that Sunday morning, you felt it. Because it, it was a brawl. It was a brawl. Those two games were always a brawl for us. And, you know, we had Syracuse and some of those other teams. But I think they were too far apart for us yeah. to really have a true uh, rivalry. Right. But those two, I thought, were, were two of the tougher ones that we played. What was your most memorable game overall? Man, as a most pirate? memorable probably beating Miami down in the Orange Bowl. You know, that was a huge uh, win just because they were ranked and and they hadn't been beaten so many years down there in the Orange Bowl. And to go down there and beat those guys. You beat them pretty bad, too, didn't you? beat them like 30-something to six. Interesting (laughs) you say that because the touchdown that kind of took us over the top yeah, yeah right. <laughs> what was the play? Was to Jason Nichols. It, it was he. He found me on like a drag route, but I wasn't even the primary target. So, yeah, but that, I, that's I, one I of po- Coach Logan's favorite <laughs> stories, right there. <laughs> oh, it wasn't primary tar- target. Um, it, it and it happened because of the way the safety played, right? Mm-hmm. And I, it was one of those deals where. I think it's one of my best college football mm-hmm. throws of all time because of what happened and yep. how it unfolded. Uh, I booted out and came around and peeked at the safety for a split second, man. It happened that quickly, and I just reacted. And just based off of visualization and confidence that he was going to be there for one, mm-hmm. saw that safety and it just flicked the wrist and Boom. Jason yep. caught it and yep. touchdown. Probably playing against a lot of like all pros at that time too on the other oh, side. Man. I would imagine. Oh yes, it was it yeah. was the who's who. Uh, <clears throat> Earl Little, 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 Little. Canard Lang. Canard Lang. He played for the Redskins. Yep. I remember. Oh, it yep. was it was the who's who. Now they just got they did just lose. Um, uh, what's the linebacker? You know what I'm. Derek Brooks. No, uh, no, he Marvin. went to Florida State. Uh, sorry. God. You know, uh, Ray Lewis. Ray Ray Lewis, yes. They just left. They had just lost Ray Lewis. He went early, but he was supposed to be on that team, too. But Earl Little and all those guys, I mean, they they were a good football team. Um, We had just lost Coach uh, Pagano. Pagano Mm -hmm. left East Carolina the year before to go down there, and he spoke at our banquet. Do you remember this? And it kind of pissed us off. Like, okay, we're we gonna show you what we got. And we went down there, man, and we we uh, we opened up a can on those guys. <laughs> yeah. Jason, I heard you talking to Jonathan earlier about all the coaches that even you as a player, you know, had at ECU through the years, and I'm sure all the guys you coach with. But you mentioned Pagano there, just a ton of names that went on to do great things. It's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, you know, um, you know, that was one of the things that I, I, when I look back over my career. And, and to be blessed with the type of coaches that coached us, uh, from Steve Logan to Todd Berry to Doug Martin to Chuck Pagano. Um, we can go on and on to Bob Babbage to um, Larry Coria. Larry Coria, who just passed. So right, condolences Pete. to his family. 
Um, I mean, we had some great coaches, Jim Fleming, James Webster. All these guys went on to become head coaches yeah. that I just named uh, and uh, and had great careers and or even moved on to the NFL and did some wonderful things there. But that knowledge, that wealth of knowledge, because I tell you what, you don't understand it when you're sitting under this roof because you don't know what everybody else has. But, man, to go to – as a coach and got into this profession and all this good stuff to be able to see all those guys and, and the caliber of coaches that we had, it was, it was astounding. Did some of that made you maybe want to go into coaching? Did you know you wanted to go into coaching when you were playing? I didn't originally. I did not. Um, I came back here when I, with the story we talked about. (laughs) I was getting ready to go into grad school because my goals was, hey, I wanted to go become a head high school coach, athletic director back in Atlanta somewhere. And uh, when I came back, uh, opportunity came and and Coach Logan was like, hey, if you get in school, uh, I got a GA spot for you. So I ran across campus from selling phones. I was actually selling phones at the time at Altel. And, uh, and so I ran across campus and got into school and was GAing and, and doing that thing here for a little bit. And, but I, I had never really, to be honest with you, thought about coaching up until that point in time. By the way, so you know how you have a story when you're younger and you don't know if it's true or if you just made it up or whatever? I remembered my mom telling me she bought a phone from Jason Nichols. And I was like, Jason Nichols, the, the awesome EC receiver? She was like, yes, yeah. I was like, no, you didn't. No, you stop. And I'm pretty sure she even took me into the store one time and maybe you weren't working that day or something. I was like, mom, this ain't true. Yeah. And you confirmed that story today. So, mom, you were right. I apologize. After how many years? Yeah. Oh, God. We're talking 30 years on this one, oh, yeah. uh, 25. I don't know. Whatever it is. Alto doesn't even long exist. Time. I know. Yeah, long right. time ago, yep. Uh, but no, that, that's that's cool how you, you got into it. And and by the way, every time you leave and come back and leave and come back, Steve Shankweiler's still around here somewhere, right? Yeah, is that amazing or what? That is. I tell you what, we, they can't, they're not going to get rid of Shank. Shank is here. I mean, he is a, he's a staple. He's a part. And he's got that role now, uh, I guess, high school relation. I don't know what the official title is, but we're working through mm-hmm. ECU and the high schools. A great role for him, I would think, knowing all the connections over the years. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with uh, his relationships. I, I, I'm pretty sure why Mike probably put him in that situation because he's been connected to a lot of different classes that's come through East Carolina. So yeah. uh, he's a great contact for guys. I forgot I had somebody reach out to me um, earlier and I said, hey, I'm going to shoot you Coach Shane Wilder's number so you can get in touch with him. All right, let's uh, take another break. We'll come back more with Jason Nichols and Marcus Crandall here, hour number one of Pirate Radio Live. If you got a question, you can get it in Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. we got a lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Rolling Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, we're having uh, first take style debates here during the break. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, we got a few minutes left with Marcus Crandall, uh, Jason Nichols, our buddy Stephen Asby sent a message and said, Man, hearing from these two guys is awesome. And I said, Yeah, teenage me is freaking out. Even 41 year old me is freaking out a little bit uh, to be able to talk to Marcus Crandall and Jason Nichols, some pirate greats here in the Pirate Radio studios. Um, let's see <laughs> here's a good one all right uh put your coaching hat on jason we need a pep talk robert says what advice would both of you give to the team about opening versus michigan <clears throat> well <laughs> app state beat them so why can't we <laughs> that's a good line right there yeah um he said day of and the next few months prep so i think at this point and you guys can correct me if i'm wrong but like spring ball you're obviously doing a big picture thing you're not focused on michigan but at some point when you come back for fall camp it it turns to the michigan game yeah. so i don't know you don't want to overemphasize it but you certainly have to get them ready so marcus what do you how do you handle that well well for me personally i think it's uh it's that mentality that we took on as players coming in here try to uh, at east carolina trying to change the change the culture and and become you know that top school so to speak, and, and beat the beat the giant, mm-hmm. right? They they have a great opportunity, right? They have a great opportunity and beat and uh, playing against Michigan, <laughs> in Michigan, uh, but uh, it, it's going to be that that mentality leading up into that game, saying, "Hey guys, this is a great opportunity for us." Not that we're not on the map because we are still again, uh, you know, having going to where well, we didn't play last year or the year before, back to back bowl games. We got we got. Uh, into the bowl game but didn't play and then won this one this past year uh but um it's a great opportunity to kind of get back on the map in regards to the nationally televised nationally seen all those kind of things that uh, that go along with playing the university of michigan i would love to see what the the talk was leading into that game against miami that y'all talked about i mean somewhat similar you're going into a tough environment where they don't lose against a, a ranked team so kind of a, a little bit of similarities there i would think no definitely it's it's going to be a, a great atmosphere for those guys <clears throat> to go in there and you know like marcus said man we want to shock the world we had we had a lot that we want to prove and so uh when we got down there um at miami we we, we didn't care they put the they put their pants on the same way we do and um, we just wanted to go out there and, and show people who we were and so thinking about this year those guys having to go up to Michigan and, and take on that team it, it'll be the same challenge and, uh, and that's what it is it's a challenge that you got to be ready for you got to understand that you know you got to play at a certain level and um, and if you do they will know who you are I mean Talk about all the times, you know, that airport would be full when those mm-hmm. guys get back. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I think, uh, and then for, for us, I'm not sure about you, Jason, but when you play a team like that, you can't look at all the, you know, the Harbaugh and, you know, who their coach is and who the players are and the star players. 
man, it's just another guy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we look at you look at that scouting report, but there is no names on there, so to speak, in regards to who you're going to be lining up against. They're just defensive players. Uh, we're going to focus on what we have to do offensively or defensively, special teams, mm-hmm. and then we're just going to go out there and be confident in yourselves mm-hmm. uh, and go out there and play. I think Mike Houston did say on the Brian Bailey show that they will do like a walkthrough. He wants to at least get the team on the field at the big house and doesn't want them to run out there for the first time on game day, you know, because mm-hmm. that is quite an environment, it something is. they hadn't seen. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's a little different. Uh, 100 plus? Marcus, you, uh, yep, 100 plus. Marcus, you threw a 33-yard touchdown to Jason Nichols against Miami. You talked about that play. Who'd you throw your other two touchdowns to that game? Uh, Mitchell Galloway. You are correct. You're good at Marcus Crandall trivia. Yep. Uh, you hit him with a two-yard <laughs> touchdown and a 19-yard touchdown, yep. according to this article I'm reading here. Uh, another thing that didn't happen um, probably for a couple of weeks when that, on the two-yard touchdown, that is, we have been working on you know just uh, audibling uh, from one route to the next. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I just kind of looked out and saw the guy defensively, the way he was playing him. Uh, Mitchell Galloway had been running an out route quite a bit uh, throughout that game, and I just signaled, hey, let's give him an out and up. And Mitch ran a— uh, Do that right at the line? Right at the line of scrimmage, just signal. And um, he scored, ran a great route. DB was all over the out, and and uh, he was in the end zone all by himself, so it made it easy for me. Awesome. But we, we had RPOs way back then. They just—we we called it quick game. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and now, uh, Jason, you see teams— Go to the ball, get to the line, then look back at the sidelines and mm-hmm. kind of go from there. So just the the whole way it's changed to call plays. But, yeah. but again, we talked about that in regards to – you. we talked about Coach Logan giving us the reins in regards to taking over the offense. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a, a prime example of that because the maturity level that we had grown into, we worked with each other we in practice – uh, games and we've proven that we can go out there and, and do those things and so he gave us the reins yeah well and i think i think looking at this thing from another perspective now too is what that did for marcus and 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 danny gonzalez and david garrard and those guys it prepped those guys to be ready to, to step onto an nfl situation and compete um, because nowadays when you do call everything for the quarterback and he looks to the sideline, he's not making any decisions as far as what is the defense truly doing to me. The coach up in the press box is making those decisions. So I think, you know, that's something that we didn't think about way back when, but mm-hmm. we didn't know football was moving this way. Right. But that that's what I, I took from that whole situation as a coach now is the responsibility that they put in our hands to be able to make that check and see it. Because mm-hmm. Mitch gave it back to you too, you know. Absolutely. I mean, he he Absolutely. had to make sure that he we y'all were on the same, same page. page. Absolutely. Do y'all switch that up week to week? <clears throat> if you use it once against Miami, is it a different signal the next week? or Do, do it versus a run play so like like it can't be every time we do that it's a pass we got to do that sometimes dummy signals on run plays that's how we would disguise it sometimes he'd give us quick game checks we knew we were handing the ball off 10-4 yeah Yeah. absolutely man you know what in in regards to the way the game is done now or played or coached or whatever it is uh, when I was there at Livingstone last year man I I just took what was given to me and it it was successful for us um, I did the same with those guys that I work with uh, I, I had a lot of guys to work with. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterbacks, running backs, receivers. Uh, but anyway, I tried to do the same thing, man, in regards to 
made it tougher for them in the beginning. But mm-hmm. as the season progressed, again, it's it's more of the process mm-hmm. and getting to um, you know being successful. Right, those guys that won one game previous. Right, we built up and we won four games overall. Uh, but instilling those things in regards to giving them the confidence to go out there and look at what the defense is presenting to you and you make the play. Yeah. You make the play. Put the onus on those guys, yeah. but you have to coach them up and um, and and get them seeing what you see on the on the film and trying to get them to do it as far as the offense is concerned. I talked to Isaiah Winstead earlier this week, signed a deal with the San Francisco 49ers, and he said he already received the playbook, and he's out. He's with you know Kyle Shanahan, who's known as one of the best offensive minds, and he said, yeah, some of the terminology and even some of these routes are different than what I'm seeing, but he said he was studying that hard. How about as a coach, Jason, when you go to, to different stops, mm-hmm. uh, maybe terminology different things. You're, obviously, the Army offense is going to be different than a lot of offenses you <laughs> you see so as as a, a seasoned coach how long does it take you to kind of get a control of a new playbook with a new team doesn't take as long um when it's when the when it's a system okay i've been a lot of places too where sometimes it's just a a, a bunch of plays and plays are great when they work versus what you're trying to put them in for a system works when you have what you do, like Marcus would tell you. We can go out there and run shallow cross up and down the field. We could still do it to this day because we know all those rules. And um, when you have a system, it's easier to teach. It's easier to be multiple in your formations, your personnels, and all those things that uh, you want to do because that's all we would do. We would change up a formation with motion to it. We would do these little things. But at the end of the day, Clip, um, it all comes down to how simple do we make it. It may be a lot of studying early on to get them to understand the concepts, but once they understand the concepts, then you can plug anybody in to come in and, and, and run that route or, or do whatever. As a, a coach formerly at Army, what do you uh, think of Ken Niamatololo out at Navy? Uh, uh, he's been there for so long, so much success. Kind of a, a weird deal there. Well, it was. I mean, to, to fire the guy in the locker room is mm. what – the word was on the street mm. that's 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 not I, I don't know how to say it other than that's not good karma because when you do that to a guy who's put that much into the program and that's the little respect you show him mm. was to go in there and fire him fire him on a game where it, it came down to a few inches mm. <laughs> i mean we knocked the ball out on the one inch line and so for that to be the way you get fired after that game is not is, is not what you uh, would hope for. Well, you said now you're a uh, a fan and a dad uh, yes. watching some games, but maybe some uh, some coaching coming up mm-hmm. in the future for you. So, what what do you think your next move will be? Well, you know, I'm a prayer about it, Clip. I'm 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 a guy that I'm like Marcus here, man. I'm spiritually moved and whatever it is I'm gonna do. Um, I, I I think that uh, at the end of the day. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to take advantage of the best opportunity that comes my way. Um, I am trying to do some things with some NFL internships here this summer. Uh, so I've heard back from a couple teams. So we'll just see what, what happens with that and, and uh, just continue. I, I still want to coach, so uh, I'm, I'm going to find something to get into. Awesome. Uh, and Marcus, great to have you and uh, connecting with your old teammates. And we got a, another former Pirate coming in next week, right? That's right, man. Tabari Wallace. Snoop. Snoop. <laughs> Tabari Wallace. The principal. Snoop Wallace. He was on uh, with Jeff Charles a few years ago when he won, I believe, the Principal of the Year yes, Award in, right. in North Carolina yes. and, and maybe even nationally. So we'll catch up with him, talk about that, and uh, some old football memories as well. But, Jason, uh, great oh, to have welcome. you here. 
uh, walk on walk on the walk on life yeah. as philip henry used to talk about yeah. uh jason great to see you man and uh hey you're that. welcome anytime come on down it. talk some Thanks, sports jason. with us all Let's right go. i appreciate you guys having me great catching up with you marcus we'll talk to you next week man see you next week man enjoyed it all right same here we'll take a break come back hour two of pirate radio live we'll talk to another former pirate brandon manning talk some pirate baseball as they get ready for memphis coming to town this weekend also ecu softball getting cranked up soon we'll keep you up to date on that as well we roll on on a thursday after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Man, not taking for granted my opportunity to talk to pirate greats like Marcus Crandall, like Jason Nichols, Larry Shannon last week, and next week Tabari Snoop Wallace uh, will join us on the show as we continue to uh talk about old times and connect that to uh where we are today and man so many changes in college athletics and football but still uh a great pirate fan base and uh we talked about the pirate fan base with the baseball guys i remember last week you folks had questions about why garrett sailor and and josh Groves and those guys would would come to east carolina carter spivey and the main thing they all said was being here and seeing the fans and uh that goes from football to baseball and it sounds like this offseason basketball people are excited for some pirate hoops in 2023 and 24 and uh, got some big changes coming up regarding Minji's coliseum with some uh, hopefully more comfortable seating in the lower bowl and some cool new led lights so uh, exciting stuff there brandon manning is an exciting guy he joins us here in the pirate radio studios hello brandon hello clip how's it going it's going great man you doing good i'm doing great I, just, I like the led lights i wish baseball would get them so we can do the home run things like other people are doing all around baseball maybe one day i mean you know you maybe know. one day how many regionals do we have to host you know good point to to get up with everybody else that's around us we gotta keep up with the times brandon manning joins us on the ecu baseball recap preview overview uh you can call brandon 531-1812 today and schedule a review get a free quote on your home auto and life insurance brandon manning uh joining us with farm bureau insurance money money subdued I, I was i've had a rough afternoon i've been trying to come down out of my um my busy aggression that i've had here shortly all right well, we'll, we'll, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm coming down one thing that makes you happy is an east carolina extra innings win over God. old dominion yesterday oh yeah so i was uh i was at the dh conley uh playoff game yesterday well um, let's get mad again yeah let's what? get but you know what i'm, I'm fine that, that's how, that was high school baseball you know you're, you're gonna have an inning where some kids just 
get away from what they've done all year long and that happens so I'm, I'm not even worried about it not upset uh, congratulations to rose high school though rv will join us coming up at five o'clock great solid win for win number six thousand and eighty something um for <laughs> rv something like that uh in like five losses uh but uh you know i i, w- I was sitting there i was next to uh bram anderson i was at with him and another in another uh former pirate everybody loves burgers everybody loves burgers um he was throwing popcorn at me from the stands for a while it's a real mature person bram anderson and uh we were sitting right there and man then they made the announcement i was like man it's still going and then another end and i was like good lord it's still going and then they saying no oh, hey final four to one so uh I, I left the house in the eighth or ninth and i was like hey it's, we're, we're, we got this taken care of i'm, I'm ready to go but mm. i guess there was a home run hit when, a solo shot the left yeah yeah but that again that happens uh, i guess there was a the wind was blowing out in the left slightly a little bit more great pitching out of the bullpen and really starting as well garrett sailor uh looked good for the pirates yesterday jake hunter looked good for the pirates and uh you keep getting those big performances why lungs for shankman again brandon yeah so uh, uh lungs for shankman uh jake hunter uh landon Ginn, uh danny bill i can't say enough that the the job that he does just to come clean up a quick mess whether it's one out or last week i think he pitched like four or five innings i'm telling you danny bill does a great job for shunkman uh shunkford i can't say his name lunsford shankford mixing up some vowels I am, there i am I, I i swear um he he is progression i mean he is just progressing i mean it just it keeps on going up he keeps on getting better and better whatever he out and jake hunter is just a stud um and garrett sailor i mean that, that's that's good for him he needed he needs some some innings and some stuff like that to happen that was very very impressed six strikeouts for garrett sailor in three and two thirds and then jake hunter kind of the play in the role of Wyatt lunsford shankman yesterday he goes three perfect innings for the pirates uh lunsford shankman goes three more innings gives up a hit but he has not allowed a run in at least his last eight innings and it stretches probably even beyond that uh but he has been fantastic landon ginn came in and got the save a couple of strikeouts in one inning of relief yeah garrett i think garrett went out uh a lot earlier than i thought he was going to go out i think he's maybe on a pitch count or something like There's that 50 pitches yeah but i mean he was throwing a no hitter until he got taken out i mean he gave up a hit and it was like all right now now it's time to take him out um so I, he did a very good job and again man when the time's that was what we said this year was going to be our strength was our bullpen this year um when it's time for them their backs up against the wall i think they're they're getting better and better which is what you got to have this time of year and you know odu's a regional team we should beat them and and we did so that's great 11 hits for the pirates and they were able to finally get uh, some runs there in the 13th uh with a 4-1 win so you would think maybe more runs with 11 hits but is this right chandler uh a lot of stranded runners no extra base hits for the pirates yesterday that's what showed up in the box score i watched the game i uh, guess they didn't count a max double that scored two yesterday i mean let's see because he hit it to right field the throw went home then they try to go to second so i guess they didn't count they count as a, a single as a and single. runner advances to second so yeah no extra base hits but well it wasn't a fielder's choice i mean he would i would think that's a double in my opinion and if you're keeping score i mean if, if pam's keeping score what's she right now for clip for me yeah definitely a double, double. exactly <laughs> yeah uh but no I, I i tell you what the the beginning of the game was all about was we were leaving runners on uh, and we can't do that when when we have it when we have our chances to score with the way our offense is set up the way 
it was yesterday. We need to put some runs at one scratch a run every inning is, is sort of our our thing. And we had a chance earlier on to get a run here and a run there, and I, and we just didn't. So, but it's all right. Brandon Manning joining us. Shirley Rhodes. I forgot that Brandon Manning is joining us. We need to hit his intro song. Um, we made some revisions on it, Brandon. Also, it's not so. <laughs> uh, name that sound Hall of Famer Brandon Manning joining us. Hit the music. I used to be hell on wheels back when I was a younger man. Now my body says, oh, you can't do this, boy. But my pride says, oh, yes, you can. I ain't as good as I once was. That's just the cold, hard truth. I still throw a few back, talk a little smack when I'm feeling bulletproof. So don't double dog dare me now. Cause I'd have to call your still bluff. Long. I ain't still as good on. as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Jeez, still long. All right. And by the way, we didn't speed that up on the computer. We recut it. Oh, we just, we yeah, just that sang that talented. fast. That, that is right. talented. We just sang that fast. You but would lie. You we, would lie. No, we did. We speed. It, we sped it up, but it's still 42 seconds long. <laughs> I guess we're gonna have I to. I cannot see Chandler. There's a glare from my angle at Chandler's face. It's kind of. Oh, <laughs> it's just like it's just no. There's just sound coming out of the mic, like the headless horseman. <laughs> <laughs> there's like some some dude going on over there from the neck down, and I can't make it happen. All right, uh, Jamie. I see your questions. We'll get to that more. Pirate baseball in a moment, but. NFL schedule is uh, being released tonight at 8, but there are some leaks coming out. Of course. Shirley Rhodes, it's time for schedule leaks. Miami, Baltimore, Chicago, schedule leak, Carolina, Arizona, (laughs) Seattle, schedule leak, Washington, New York, Philly, Freak a leak, LA, Green Bay, New England, schedule leak. Tampa, Vegas, the Lions. Freak a leak. Schedule leak by Clippy Pablo featuring R.I.P. Jeff Charles. I might have to hear the whole Jeff Charles thing. I don't know. What do you no, think, Chad? I definitely want to hear it. His description. <laughs> Jeff Charles of, talking about Petey Pablo. His description of Petey Pablo <laughs> is Freak a leak. You haven't Freak heard it. Freak a leak. We got to play it for Brandon. Produced by Little John. Couple of schedule leaks, folks. Cover your ears if you don't want spoilers. Chandler, I believe. Uh, are we seeing that the Panthers, the Bryce Young era, will begin with a division opponent? Yes, it will be in Atlanta. So we'll take on the that Falcons. is exactly where the Panthers had their inaugural game. And guess who was the first quarterback to start and throw a touchdown for the Panthers that day? Frank Reich. <laughs> Frank Reich. Ah, I forgot about that. Very good. I was at a Braves game during in Atlanta during that season opener, that uh franchise opener. Oh wow. I was in Hot Atlanta. Uh Brandon, NFL kickoff. The Kansas City Chiefs, the champs, will take on, for the first time ever, this team will be playing an NFL kickoff game, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> See, I knew you would make that face. They're pesky. They're be- They're not the old Lions. They're, they're they bite since kneecaps when? off. So, Last year. They're, they, they were, uh, Who's their coach this year? Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. The same That's guy. Right. That's yeah. right. Who shouldn't be there? Why not? What has he done? What has anybody done in Detroit? Detroit, they, they Chicago, fight. They need to start their own league. They almost, uh, they almost made the playoffs. They were one win away from the playoffs. And a little Thanksgiving tease. How about Dallas versus 
the washington redskins football team commanders wow who would have seen it coming commanders and cowboys on Thanksgiving. that's like americana yeah i mean that doesn't i mean if that didn't happen there would be a shortage of cranberry sauce Mm -hmm. which i'm fine with what i don't want no cranberry sauce shirley can you pull up uh jeff charles talking about pd pablo for the eastern north carolina legend please commies he is an eastern north carolina legend we got to hear that before we take a break brandon got uh memphis on deck i want to do an rpi check as well and see uh, 18 19 where we are right now you're going to tell you who's following uh south carolina not having a good and they're about to hit a bus saw their next couple of games so we were once kind of paired with them uh we will not be they're that i don't see them hosting now they're unless they just miraculously they lost to like usf or ucf who we beat um who go she, she ready yeah but you can keep talking um, so I, I don't see i don't see south carolina going um last i saw it was the conway regional we were a number two seed in myrtle beach i saw a duke one today uh duke the number one ecu the two from d1 baseball uh I, let's keep winning and get back on that one line keep that's right keep winning we'll be fine path is still there i think it is brandon i think it is uh east carolina 19 in the rpi right now three spots ahead of campbell who the pirates will play on tuesday so uh that's a good win and we need uh we need carolina to beat some people can you name a player that is on the team with the number one rpi on in baseball and can in kentucky you know it's kentucky so I you can have, name a player I have a feeling uh yeah. yes he used to be a baseball player correct um, with us can you say his name Ryder Giles. yeah all right is, uh, is, are they still number one they are number one Bram. kentucky number one Ryder giles uh and those wildcats all right um we we got more pirate baseball to talk but i do want to play jeff charles talking about pd pablo the eastern carolina legend shirley hit that real quick After performing around the South, this Greenville rapper got serious and headed to New York in 2001. MTV took notice of his video and Urban Radio championed his debut single. That single, Raise Up, took America by storm, breaking into Billboard's top 30 pop singles and top 10 R&B singles. His image is one of a black man representing the ghetto or the country, usually performing shirtless with no jewelry. Luminary figures like Buster Rhymes, Mystical, and Black Rob molded his career. Missy Elliott and Timbaland also became mentors and helped him develop his debut album, Diary of a Sinner. The album had mixed reviews, and a rap performer fell off the charts and performed sparingly for two years. 2004 marked a comeback, and it began with another album, Still Writing in My Diary, second entry. It was released, and the lead single, Freak-A-Leak became a hit. It is a sexually explicit song produced by Lil Jon and reached the upper levels of the Billboard charts. Freak-A-Leak garnered endless play on urban radio and music television. It crossed over well to the female audience and became a club favorite overnight. A national recording artist with a style all his own, he's Greenville's contribution to rap and hip-hop. He's Petey Pablo, and he's an Eastern North Carolina legend. Boom. That's good. That is just fan. That made me chuckle. Yeah, just Jeff Charles talking about Freak Leak does it every time. And Timbaland. And Timbaland. Timbaland. Ah, uh, the voice. Uh, he, he knew a frequently little... shirtless. <laughs> hey, with no jewelry. <laughs> frequently. Freak Leak. Uh, Eric said, "Cool, neat Freak Leak." 
Jeff Charles, the cool, legend, neat story. talking about <laughs> Petey Pablo will never fail to make me smile. All right, Brandon, uh, back to baseball. Pirates and Memphis. I saw, I believe, uh, Memphis 146 RPI, according to Jamie. So if you win this weekend, your RPI might drop, but don't worry about that. Just win and get to that Campbell game next Tuesday. Yeah, you can't you can help. I mean, losing definitely hurts. So um, you cannot help what other teams do that you're playing against. You just make sure that you win. You do everything. If they win later on down the road, great. If they don't, great. But you just make sure you get the wins this time of year and go about your business. So these, this is a must, must win weekend for us. What did you think of the first weekend of Root, Grows, and a little bit of your Savage? Hopefully more of your Savage as he gets his ailments right. But uh, what did you think of Root starting? Um, Root does a very good job. Um, I think he is. Uh, he took on – he he, he warped. He said, you know, I'm, I'm just going to take it on right now as a freshman, which is good to see for the future of Pirate Baseball. Um, I really would like to see him get stretched out just a little bit more. It looked like he was on a little short leash, in my opinion. He went three innings, yeah. uh, 59 pitches. Um, for for what? I don't know wrong. I didn't see him doing bad. Um, let's see him. But I understand we had to get the win. So I would have liked to see him pitch out of a jam or two, see how far they go. Um, I, I really liked him. Uh, Yusavich, it's always good to see him throw. I mean, and it was just a good week. I, I liked it. I liked the way we set it up. It sets us up good for a tournament atmosphere, tournament pitching staff, to where um, you know our bullpen set up like it was last year, and we, we now have a heavy arm to go in the bullpen again. Brandon Manning joining us. Uh, if you got questions, comments, you can get them in. <laughs> Jamie, kind of a leading question here. Is Brandon worried about the hitting come playoff time? I, I think there's reason to, to be it, concerned. There, there's reason to be concerned. Um, we're not finding the barrel uh, of the bat. And I, I don't know if it's uh, just we're all in a little bit of a funk. I don't know if we're tired. I don't know if we're what's going on. I can tell you they're trying. I can tell you that they're taking just as much BP, if not more, than they've ever have. Um, we're just not finding the barrel. Um, I mean, I want to think that a couple of hits we got yesterday were just little flares up the middle. Uh, you put a wood bat in your hand on a couple of those, and they're not hits. Um, but uh, I think we'll be fine. We get the right pitcher in there that's going to start leading us off with some fastballs. I, th- I really think people are burying breaking pitches into, um, to our middle of the lineup, guys, and we're swinging at them. Uh, for one reason or another, I think we're given the green light to go to go after pitches that we think we can hit. And uh, we're seeing it breaking pitches in the, you know, in the dirt, and we're we're not putting good swings on them, which is fine. You're going to see that, but again, if we start hitting the fastball like we can, uh, people are going to, are going to start throwing more curves and more sliders to us. So, but we got to make sure they're throwing those balls for strikes, and if they don't throw them for strikes, let them go. Uh, maybe a bad time to bring this up, or, or maybe a great time. Uh, get in while the getting uh, is low, while the the stock is low. I feel like Josh Moylan might be ready to to go on a tear because when he gets out and hits the ball he is hitting it with some pretty good contact right now now he had three strikeouts yesterday so you might be saying why do you think josh moylan's going to heat up when he's connecting it happened at cincinnati as it happened at least once maybe twice yesterday where he made some good contact on it just didn't go his way i see some gappers and some homers we always have a guy brandon at the end of the year whether it be Bryce Worrell last year, yeah, Worrell. It was uh, Jake Washer, yeah, previous, yeah, conference tournament, regional, beyond. They just go on a streak. 
somebody's going to do it for ECU this year. Why not? I think, I think it's going to be a, a a few guys. Um, I don't do. I, I don't know what happened to Star. I know he got scratched or uh, you know, last minute. Uh, do we know if that's a long term thing for the weekend? Well, he did come in and play um and took in that bat later in the okay, game. Okay, all right. So yeah. he he just need to get loose and couldn't. But he fouled him. off uh a strike uh with two strikes. He bunted and was out. And I must have been in the next Nobody like that. Yeah. I, I was at the Conley game at that <laughs> point in time. Um but you think he's a candidate star I I I really think it's going to be a combination of two or three guys. Give it Moylan um you know, I I think Cam Clonch is going to get some more bats in there. Uh, Star, when he gets hot and Moylan's hot at the same time, that is dangerous in our lineup. Um, you know, Hoover's going to be around 300 to 350 any point in time, so I think he's going to continue to get on base. But it's really key to get the uh, top two guys on base for the middle of our lineup, our three, four, five, six, seven guys. Again, we're not, we're not going to hit 15, 20 home runs like you see people. We're going to hit 8 to 10. So, uh, I don't know how many guys have 8 to 10 home runs right now, but by the end of the season, we will have five guys with 8 to 10 home runs. Brandon Manning joining us. Let's take a break. When we return, Brandon, uh, you're free to stick around. We're going to play Name That Sound. I'll, yeah, I'll stay around and watch. You're not eligible to play because you are a playing. Hall of Famer. He's yeah. not playing. Maybe one day you can... Uh, you know... Maybe one day, but not today. Today's not no, that day. No. Huge find guest. Out. When, when does Shirley step in and I play? And she plays. I can set up a uh, another All-Star game one yeah. week. <clears throat> can do that. Uh, huge guest coming up Monday at noon on the Brian Bailey Show. The guy, uh, my grandfather, my late grandfather, said hated the Braves his whole career. Joe West will be on the show. Okay. Oh, and before I forget, we were supposed to have a former uh, EC player on today. We had talked about uh, Dustin Sasser supposed to be with us. Um, he had a baby a few days early. So congratulations, Dustin Sasser, former Pirate and Chicago Cub. So congratulations. And, and future guest, and Dustin future Sasser. Guest. And while we're giving out shout-outs, I'm going to give a happy birthday shout-out. We miss him so dearly. Troy Dreyfus. Troy D. Happy birthday, Troy. Troy God. That's my Troy. That's a, yeah! just, he just <laughs> what? Just over the top like animation <laughs> in here. All right, all right. Yeah. We'll take a break. Come back. Name that sound and more. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic wireless store experience is to inform illuminate and inspire find the location near you at atlanticwireless.com atlantic wireless we go beyond the call now let's head back into prl and as we do clip uh, ecu and usf underway Uh-oh. uh todrio city was thrown out at home 
Uh, so that ended the inning or their half of the inning. So uh, South Florida coming up, bottom of the first, no score. I just saw the worst non-strike call of my life on a ball right down the middle. I think it's funny that Shirley is playing sign still delivered as the bumper as I decided to put on Brandon's sunglasses. Yeah. I was going to say, you got like us, Chris, Chris moneymaker. Uh, it's like you're playing poker in there. <laughs> that is just crazy. Chris money loser. All right, Chandler, how you feeling? What's to do with the glare? For name that sound today. Let's see. I'm 0-10, 0-11. Feeling pretty great. Feeling good. My confidence is not high after the beatdown Brandon put on us last week. So, I don't know. What are you doing? Oh, nothing. 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 Oh, are he's you not? <laughs> he's not doing anything. He's not doing anything. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'll, I'll, there will right, be let's no play. cheating, gentlemen. Play ball. All right, play ball. Intro. Schedule leak. Come on in. Sit right down. Take a guess. And then there's already down. <laughs> Turn that frown upside down because it's time for Name That Sound. Now, here's the host of Name That Sound, Miss Shirley Rose. Thank you, thank you, and welcome into another edition of Name That Sound, where we play a sound, you have to guess it, and as usual, Clip usually wins, and Chandler usually complains about having to lose another week. So, let's see if we can that. change that as Hall of Famer Brandon Manning is in attendance. Brandon, I will be keeping a very close eye on your phone. I got you. So My phone's right there. All right, gentlemen, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Here we go. Sound number one. Uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura. Yes. You are correct. There's no way Roger Protector was heard by that person. <laughs> this is double pane soundproof glass. <laughs> Quit showing off. You're not playing. Yes, please. Oh, that's like Hush. I can res- do the whole movie though. That's that was it. That's my, that was May I movie. ask you a few questions? <laughs> do you have any banaka? <laughs> like a glove. <laughs> like a glove. Uh did you recognize that sound at all? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. I did. Moneymaker. Okay. All right. <laughs> Never seen the movie, though. What? Okay. Oh. Loser. <laughs> this boy's got some learning to do. All right. Here we go. Next sound. Uh, yeah, sewing machine. Sewing machine. Sewing machine? Sewing machine. Can I say attorney? it correctly? Sewing machine. <laughs> <laughs> sewing machine. Count it. Put it, it on the board. Put it on the board. That's it. Wow. Clip w- is already to- up to nothing. Chandler. I'll come back. I, I always can't, do. I can't find signs for everything, but I went like that. Y'all come back now, you hear? Next sound. Oh, Intel. No. No, come on. So, uh, PlayStation. No. Oh. <laughs> PS5. Incorrect. Xbox. Incorrect. Not a gaming console at all, guys. Oh, it Brandon, is. Brandon, you're not helping. I'm Dell. I actually did. Dell. I didn't help with one Dell. Dell. Give me Dell. What is Dell? No. Um, <laughs> um, God, I've heard that sound know, so heard many it. times. Nissan. No. Thanks, streaming service. Pentium processor. Oh, my God. Brandon, Brandon, shut up. 
can't hear God, get him out of here. This is boring over here. I'm Good trying to help you out. Hulu. You are correct, Chandler. God, I feel like I shouldn't even get that now. I was saying it out. I'm fine. You're ruining no the game. More, no more no more hints. You're about to have your Hall of Fame status taken away. Revoked. No more hints. You're about to be the Pete Rose, though, name that sound. <laughs> Two to one is your score. You already got the bad haircut. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> oh, Brandon, wow. that is not true. Uh, no, your hair's fine, man. That's a joke. Here we go. Next sound. Can a guy not joke anymore? Please pass the butter. Please pass the Mama's butter. family. Incorrect. Please pass the butter. Roseanne. Incorrect. Oh, man. I thought that was it. Please pass the butter. Um, full house. Incorrect. You're in the wrong era. Era, 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 era. era. All in the family. This would be 2010 and later. How I Met Your Mother. Incorrect. Big Bang Theory. You are correct. She's got to name shows, Chandler. She's got to name shows. That would have been. I don't know shows. I don't know shows Amy at all. Amy Farrah Fowler. You're a no show. I'm a no show guy. Three to one is your score. No you show, go. show. Here we go. Next sound. Oh, that is... Xbox. No. Incorrect. That is... Uh, U.S. Sailor. Bang, bang. I like no. how they always say the same three things, Shirley. T-Mobile. No. <laughs> it is... Um... Can you hear me now? Verizon. <laughs> what is Dale? Dale, 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 Dale. I'm waiting for it. Dale Manning. No. Atlantic Wireless. J. Dale Manning. No. Manning. Dale. I have a J. Dale computer. <laughs> it was cheaper than the Dale. <laughs> Spelled completely differently. It is, uh, man. Uh, oh, get her. It is. Uh, <sighs> Compact Presario. No. Chandler, would you like to try one, one more, more time? Give, it, get, give, me a, give it to me. Vault from, vault from Circuit City. <laughs> oh, my God. Intel. Lily. No. Are you done? No. The Lily commercial. No. Who is it? It is. Chandler, you're going to kick yourself. No. Give me one more chance. No. You were close. Biggie gives me one more chance. No. Too late. You've run out of time. You're going to kick yourself because you watch it all the time. That's the sound at the end of a TikTok video. Oh, I ain't even got no TikTok. I will. But Chandler does. Be damn. <laughs> I will. Your be score is three to one. Damn. God, stolen bases. Here we go. Next wow. sound. That's tough, Jeff. <laughs> Star Wars. Incorrect. Star Trek. Star. Sucking in. Brandon. Star search. What? Stop. I. He can't see me. But Chandler can. No, he he can't. Space I'm not balls. looking at him. Did he say it? No, I didn't huh? say it. What did you say? What was your space balls? No, that's Brandon. Incorrect. Stop talking, y'all. Stop talking to Brandon. I will turn this car around. Oh, it's a, <laughs> hey, it's a blowtorch. Nope. Yes. yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, that uh, flight of the navigator. No. Do it again. What the hell is that? It's a hot air balloon. 
Incorrect. Oh. Um. It's a uh... balloon filling up. He's as closest. It, He's it's as someone. Closest. It's someone inflating a balloon. Yeah. He's Woo! as closest. As... Yeah. Well, that's... I never said English was my best language. <laughs> his is closest. That was that was pretty good for that the was, that was correct. That was... Can I say a joke? That was deflating. All right, y'all go on. <laughs> now go on with all your stupid stuff. All right, next sound. Hate this game. Remember the Titans. Mm-mm. Forget the Titans. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. No. Castaway. Nah, there's two people. You're not paying very oh, close attention. Dreams? Pay attention to the sound clip. There is a clue in there. I think I know this one. Shut up! <laughs> Please. Please be quiet. I, I, I didn't say I did for certain. This guy can't stop talking. Gosh, no. Hey, he physically hey, can't stop himself. Aging Hannah Manning, come get your husband. Hannah, give us a tip. What do you do when this happens at home? Slap him? Should we slap him? want to know. <laughs> God, I know that sound. I know. Yeah, it. it's men going woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that, but I know the movie. <sighs> All right. One more time. <laughs> oh, is it uh, Hangover? Incorrect. What do you got, Glenn? Brandon? Don't say. Don't it. say it if you know it. Well, I'm done guessing. One more chance for me. No. You said you're out there, right? No way. But you can, if you whisper into the mics, Chandler can hear you. I didn't. Yeah, because those mics are sensitive. But I I heard what you said. I didn't. Yes, I heard what you said. But there's no way that's it. Well, I didn't hear it. All right. What is the answer? I don't know. The answer is the scene where Leonardo DiCaprio yells, "I'm the king of the world." Oh. from Titanic. Oh, Are you kidding me? That's why I said pay attention to the clue because the Titanic music was playing underneath it. That was not Celine Dion. I was thinking where they ah. saw land in Waterworld and started screaming. Do, play this. Play it again. You're here. There's nothing to fear. You hear the violins. It's the violins. The, the movie Titanic is playing in my head right now as I listen to that. All God, right. Your no. score is still three to two. We're going to play this uh, sound, then we're going to take a break. Let these guys recalibrate here. Here's your next sound. (laughs) These uh, get us every dang time. Dale. No. Jay Dale. No. Uh, Dale Curry. (laughs) Dale Murphy. Dale Dale Murphy. Dale Davis. Intel. Mm-mm. Windows. Mm-mm. I'm reading things on my computer. <laughs> 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 the shit button. The shit button. Pepsi. No. <laughs> um, what is that? Fubu TV. Um, no. <laughs> I love saying Nissan. Nissan. No. All right. Pontiac. It's not Cadillac. A, it's not a car. It's not a car. Um, 
Uh, Apple. Incorrect. Sony. One more time. Copy Pro. Pip. Pip. What do you got? What is it? The answer is that's the sound of Disney Plus. Dang. Uh, Why don't I just name the streaming services that I pay for and hate? Oh, my God. All right. Terrible game. Takes the break. All right, gentlemen, your score right now through a round and a half. We got a game, I think. We do have a game. It is three to two clip in the lead. However, you would be the only one to get it. If I hear one more Dell, I may throw somebody out of the game. If I hear one more word from Brandon Manning, I'm going to lose. Brandon, we are on. How are we? Yeah. (laughs) All right, I'll turn us off because he wants to talk. All right, we're going to take a quick break. As we do, I'll give you a. the score update for the ECU uh, South Florida game. I am wearing different glasses, so I have to get closer to the screen here. South Florida leading 2-0 heading into the second inning. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more of Name That Sound right here on Pirate Radio. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. They serve lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus uh, they have brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. And you can follow Fifth Street Hardware on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room right beside the State Theater in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL as we are continuing our game of name that sound quick score update shirley in another game mm-hmm. south florida two, ecu nothing as they play in the second inning on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck dub buck back to you okay thank you uh we are continuing with our uh game of name that sound and uh right now we have ourselves a little bit of a game here clip is in the lead three to two however this game seems to be challenging for this these guys. This is an awful guys. game. This is like Heat Knicks in the 90s where it would be like <laughs> 79 to 76. We're all falling around. We've all committed five fouls apiece. That's good basketball. This <laughs> is just good, <laughs> clean basketball. Okay. All right. Here's the next sound. Bastard, Wicked pisser. Lord of the Rings. Mm-mm. Bastard, Wicked pisser. He said wicked... Ben Affleck. It's the Boston accent, but I am looking for a specific individual. It's not Ben Affleck. Matt Damon. No. Wicked pisser. Oh, Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Nope. And it's not Donnie Wahlberg either, so don't even go there. Don't even think about going there. Wicked pisser. 
Do you know this, Brandon? Be honest with you, I'm trying to zone it out. So, so I we're trying not. to name the last the person that said the last part. It's the same person saying the the first and last word. Oh. There's somebody else in the middle, but. We can piss out. What? It's someone that here's a hint. It's someone that spent a lot of years in the Boston area. Stop. We could piss out. Wade Boggs. Nope. <laughs> Larry Bird. Dustin Pedroia. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Boston. Is it from a movie? Like it, the whole no, thing? No, it is from a TV commercial, actually. Stop. We could piss out. David Ortiz. Mm-mm. Boston Epic area. City. Got it. I, yeah. Stop. We could piss out. Good lord. Uh, uh, Dennis Leary. Nope. D- Dennis Leary. That's a. Th- that's now good. that's a throwback that name, but I, isn't he more of a New Yorker than he is a under Boston fire. guy? Wasn't that it? All those Yankees are the same to me. No offense. Okay. Have you Chandler? met my friend Noah? No offense. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so we need to speed this up because we're running out of time. The answer was that is Mr. Tom Brady from the Hertz commercials. Where they were talking about still doing them. They've been doing them right recently. That's Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. He was at the end of one of the Hertz commercials. Next. All right. Next sound. A doorbell. Thank you. Point. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you mean no? Uh, Bigfoot. Nope. Harry and the Hendersons. No. This is a company. Um, monster, uh, beef jerky, Jack Links. No, State Farm. No, Farm Bureau. Incorrect. Domino's. Nope. Get the door. It's Domino's. Nope. Um, five. Pizza Hut. Nope. Three, two, one. A T D. No. Mm. The answer is UPS. Why do we not think it delivered? <laughs> now let's head into the third round. We suck. This Three is to terrible. two is still your score. This is awful. Oh my god. Pong. Nope. No. Um It's something you use every on. day. Oh, Siri. Nope. Alexa. Nope. I don't use that. Um your GPS. Incorrect. Talk to text. You use this at work every day. The toilet. Email. <laughs> Potty. Email. You've got mail. <laughs> uh, copier, printer. No, that's the sound Google makes. Wait, that's the sound? Yes, if you do a Google search on your phone. Mine don't do that. Mine, uh, yeah. Mine don't do okay, that. Well. Maybe that's an Android thing. And I don't use Google every day. I do. I do. But I, every day. I, I think that I really actually, think that's just an Android thing there, Shirley. But I, I actually, have a droid. I use Google uh. to look up pictures every day, but I just don't hear the sound. Okay. What kind of pictures, Next bud? sound. <laughs> huh? What kind of pictures are we talking here, stud? Uh, pictures like yours and guests for the show. That's not weird. All right. <laughs> all right. Here we go. You Next sound. You see all the pictures he has of you he doesn't put up. <laughs> oh. Hey-oh. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, farm, uh, Pac-Man. <laughs> what? <laughs> he loses. <laughs> you ought to automatically lose Ho- just for saying that. Hotel. No, there, was a no. pa- there was a Pac-Man game I thought that sounded like. Really makes me feel Frogger so dumb. No, what dude. Are you think, doing? Can you let me guess? Think, Damn. Think, I'm guessing. Think streaming service. Um. All right. HBO Max, nope. Hulu, Disney nope. Plus, nope. Netflix. Nope. You've got Peacock. You got it. Thank you. Uh, you know what, Brent? Uh, Chandler, Chandler, you're right. Have you given up? You're right. That that could have been Frogger or Pac-Man. I'm just guessing. Why does it matter to you? <laughs> you just worry about your damn self, and you guess. Let me guess. If I said turn on a stick, just let me just let me damn say turn on a stick. What does he care? Why are you over there? Like, no, it ain't that. Damn. I could have said Chico's. It's Chico's commercial. My, my daughter's texting me. Says, "Don't roast Miss Shirley like that." What if I roasted Miss Shirley on? Ooh. Hey, you better listen to hey. her. Teenagers. Next sound. You know, hindsight is always 50 50. I mean, 20, 20, whatever. Ron Artest. Incorrect. You know, hindsight is always 50 50. I mean, 20, 20, Isaiah whatever. Thomas. Huh? Isaiah Thomas. Incorrect. What did you Charles say? Charles Barkley. Incorrect. You know, hindsight is always 50 50. I mean, 20, 20, whatever. He is a professional bull rider, football player. All right. Yeah. You know, hindsight is always 50-50. I mean, 20-20, whatever. Well, it's not Jameis, but it sounds like something Jameis would say. Ron Clark. Incorrect. Uh, Randy Moss. Nope. Not, uh, let me guess, dude. <laughs> I, at least I wasn't. Give him a sport, sure. All right. Turn on a stick. I said football. Okay. Professional football Hit it player. again. You know, hindsight is always 50-50. I mean, 20-20, whatever. Lawrence Taylor. No. Dan Marino. No. <laughs> what? Let him guess. I, didn't, I just didn't Five, hear Five. Former football player. Four. Hindsight's three, always. Two. One. Michael eight. Irvin. Incorrect. Dion. That would be one Cam Newton. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> you know, hindsight's always 50-50. I mean, 20, 20, whatever. Yeah, I hear it now. Man. All right, next Eight sound. Million. We've got uh, we've got three sounds left. All right, speed round. Yep, speed round. Oh, that is uh, State Farm. Nope. <laughs> dun dun dun. Wonder Bread. Here's a hint. It is a beverage. Pepsi. Pepsi's what I like to drink. Sunkist. No, no. Um, kiss commercials. Let him guess. Sunny D. It's a television commercial featuring a beverage. Okay, it is. Um, apple juice. Four, three, Coke. Two. You Dog got it. God. <laughs> Clearly Canadian. <laughs> I want one of those so bad. Man, they still sell them at the food line. Zima. I want a, a clearly Canadian. All right, here we go. Next sound. Fancy water. Rambo. Oh, that's a... Vince McMahon. Rambo. I, I can't... Rambo. Gus Johnson. 
Scott you are Johnson. correct, sir. Chandler Honeycutt. He got it right. All he right. got three points. Here, here's the best thing about this. We're down to the bonus sound. Clip has five points. Chandler has four. I mean, excuse me, three. I'm sorry. Never mind. I I added that wrong. So, no, it's five to three. But <laughs> so, I thought so the game's over. So I, the bonus game, sounds worth three points. Yeah, bonus sounds worth three. Because it's the third. Round. Paramount Plus. No. Amazon Prime. No. Mm. I'm on your tail. Apple though. TV. You got it. God! <laughs> I love how I'm on your tail, son. Then you said Apple TV. You got it. Uh, that was an ugly, ugly game. Redbeard says, maybe the game needs a break. It seems there's a lot of contention in the studio. <laughs> there was a moment there where Chandler got really upset. I would guess something. You're saying, what the heck? Turn on a stick! Brandon, thanks for hanging out. I'm Guys, ask, that, that was uh, fun. I'm going to ask Patrick Mason tomorrow his pick to click for ECU Memphis weekend. Who is yours for the Pirates? Pick to click? Pick to click. Who's the uh, the MVP of the weekend series coming? Uh, I'm going to say a healthy Starlin's going to have a big weekend because we need it, and uh, he's been clutch for us in the past. Um, pitching, I'm going to say Root gives me six and two-thirds innings. Ooh, ooh. Six and two thirds, and we get the uh, we get him a win too, and he's going to be uh, AAC pitcher of the week. Six and two thirds, AAC pitcher of the week. He'll be the fifth pirate pitcher to win that award if that comes to fruition. What's our record on that? We got to look that up. Last year we had it a lot too. How many different pitchers? Like how many? Like what's our in the course of a season? How many times have we won that record year? All right, Statcast. B Manning on the ECU baseball recap preview overview. You can call Brandon five three one one eight one two. To schedule a review, get a free quote on your home, auto, and life insurance with a trusted and experienced agent, Brandon Manning, ECU grad, with Farm Bureau Insurance. Hour three coming up, RV. Ronald Vincent joins us, and we'll talk some Canes hockey. That's on the way after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. (sighs) Welcome back to the show. At the Appliances Superstore, they make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. The Appliances Superstore has the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. The Appliances Superstore offers a 12-month warranty on every appliance. Plus, they will deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore off Highway 264 behind the new DMV or shop us online at appliancessuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right, I'll talk to Ronald Vincent, RV, in just a moment. Also, Brooks Hill, talk some Canes hockey. But, Charlie, can I get a uh, schedule leak real quick? Yeah, hold on. Give me some schedule leak. Miami, Baltimore, Chicago, schedule leak, Carolina, 
Arizona, Seattle, Schedule League, Washington, New York, Philly, League, LA, Green Bay, New England, Schedule League, Tampa, Vegas, the Lions, Schedule League. All right, Chandler, who is the team you're going to get sick of this year being on primetime? I have the answer for you. What's the first guess off the top of your head? The Broncos. <laughs> they're not going to make that mistake twice, are they? The team it's going to be this year, hopefully they're good because they're going to be on primetime a lot, is the New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Of course. Oh. Yep. And it'll be Herbert and Rodgers on Monday Night Football. Uh, week nine of the season so chargers will be making the trip to face the jets week nine who do you think would be the second most monday night football uh how about them cowboy yeah they're gonna get a lot of games uh oh we got a week one game for the commanders leaking out leaking it's leaking schedule leak miami (laughs) (laughs) washington versus arizona at fedex week one uh, this CBS Sports page I'm looking at leaking out the game said, if I had to bet on the week one game that has the lowest TV rating, it would probably be this one. Well, thanks a lot, dude. How about <laughs> the Panthers already have two primetime games lined up. <clears throat> the second week of the season, they'll be hosting the Saints at home on Monday Night Football. Dun, 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 dun. And then they'll also have week 10, they'll be in Chicago for Thursday Night Football schedule leak what did i say the other day my sunday night monday night <laughs> he said uh, <laughs> sunday night monday, monday night, night sunday countdown something like that was, <laughs> i wish we had monday it on night, tape. sunday night countdown thursdays it, it made me laugh quite a bit all right so your schedule leaks are out there washington will close the season at home against the dallas fighting cowboys so there you go steelers at Bengals thanksgiving weekend week 12 we're just schedule leaking it all over the place it is leaking all over the floor yeah, right now quit leaking. All right. call new blue let's talk good plug to the legendary ronald vincent who joins us on the pirate radio live line jh rose a winner last night in round one of the state playoffs they'll be back at it on friday and rv joins us now coach how you doing today Doing fine, doing fine. Hope you are. Yes, sir. Doing well. And a great regular season for the Rampants. And that uh, parlays into a first-round victory in the state playoffs. So you, you finish the season with the top seed, 20-3, and 11-1 in conference play. And then you take that into last night and knock off Swansboro. Coach, I uh, know you had a big inning in that game. So, uh, so tell us about that one. How'd you get the win last night? Well, you know, they came out, they, they – they were pretty good. They had a real good pitcher, and we were kind of amped up and, you know, not taking uh, – kind of excited like you always are in the first round and uh, uh, didn't take the best cuts. But uh, uh, we finally got a 3-1, to got a two-out rally and scored three runs, and then in the, got a big strikeout in the fifth inning when they had the bases loaded. And then in the uh, uh, bottom of six, we just uh, – Matt Aldridge hit a big home run, gave us a two-run lead, I mean a five-run five run lead and then uh after that uh, we just started hitting the, we had to change pitchers and and we we really hit the ball around pretty good then and uh finally you know had a big inning but uh you know that's uh playoff baseball man everybody's good 
RV joining us, Ronald Vincent, coach. Uh, I heard about that home run. I think uh, some emotion shown and uh, maybe an ejection in there. So, so what happened uh, with that home run and, and the celebration and everything? A little bit of a bat flip. He's a tenth grader. We he, we hadn't had him up on the varsity for about four or five games, and uh, he was really he was really excited, and he <laughs> he got a big bat flip, which you know uh, he knows better, and we don't we don't like that kind of stuff, and he knows that. And uh, but like I say, sixteen year old boy in the playoffs, and he hits a touch home run. He just kind of overdid it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and he he knows better. He knows better, but. Uh, like I say, kids get so excited, you know, about big things. What are the uh, rules on that, Coach, as far as an ejection goes? Does that affect him for the, the next game? No, it was a disqualification. Okay. Dis- they disqualified him because, you know, there's so, so many factors involved. Uh, so they uh, disqualified him for the rest of the game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, you have, to, you have to be careful because uh, things like that could – you know, it really affect the whole season. You know what's left of the season. So, uh, uh, it was a uh, it was a big home run, though. It, it gave us a little bit of a, it added our lead a little bit. And got things settled down and, and uh, got behind and did the next batter up. Hit it off the left center field wall. Popovich for a double and kind of got things rolling then. Yes, sir. RV, Ronald Vincent joining us. Coach, I'm not going to ask you about pressure. You've been in so many big ball games over the years, but how about your team? Uh, being the one seed, having such a good regular season, is there there any pressure? Maybe you touched on that early on, that uh, the other team, uh, Swansburg, kind of came out ready to go. Your guys might have been too amped up. So what's that pressure like, being the one seed? It is. It is a lot of pressure. It's, uh, uh, you know, everybody would rather be the underdog. You know, everybody. You'd rather be the underdog. The, the number one seed gives you home advantage, and that's a <laughs> that's the one good thing. But uh, you, you're right. If we talk to guys about pressure, and you know who's putting the pressure on you, you put it on yourself. You know, and, and not 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 coming from outside is, is you know, and we have to learn to live with it. These guys grew up in Greenville, and they've played in pressure games from little league on up. Yeah, you know, and, and got a couple of guys that played on the. Uh, World Series team last year, you know, so that's uh, pressure. And a couple of guys played the Little League World Series, so you know they've been there and done that. So, but but like I say, uh, everybody'd rather be the underdog. Everybody'd rather be the underdog. Ronald Vincent joining us. Coach, you got West Brunswick coming up 6 o'clock on Friday, of course, at home with you being the one seed. What do you know about West Brunswick? Uh, West, West Brunswick has really played well lately. They won like nine out of the last 11 games or something, eight out of 10 or something like that, which means, you know, uh, they're playing a lot better. The, the word was, you know, early in the year they were kind of young and they played, and they, you know, they played that conference down there with the Wilmington schools with Hargard and you had over it and uh, Laney and Ashley. So, so they've been up against a good competition. And so, uh, you know, they, they're, they're uh, 3A, but like I said, they played good competition in the last uh, two months. How about for your team, Coach, moving forward pitching-wise? Uh, what do you got for, for round two coming up? Well, you know, uh, Wallen started yesterday and got injured. He uh out of a play. He, he got a cut above his uh, eye and had to come out. But he, he is eligible to go tomorrow. Uh, now, the other, uh, Hugh Collins, who came in and shut the door, uh, is not eligible. So we got everybody but Hugh uh, available for tomorrow. Uh, 
like I say, Wallen should be able to go to Mark, but he, he, he stayed under the pitch limit, fortunately. And, uh, and then we got um, a couple other guys, uh, 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 a couple guys, young guys that feel pretty good about it. We feel pretty good about them. Coach, with all your success, uh, the championships, the playoff runs, all that—it's uh, you know every team's different. So, what is it about this 2023 team that is special that that makes you think that hey, this this could be the next championship team at JH Rose? Well, you know we got we got we got good pitching and, and, and tremendous catching, and we play play really good defense most of the time. So, you know, you've got pitchers throwing strikes, and you play defense, you always got a chance. Uh, uh, we we uh, hit pretty good sometimes, and, and one of, one of the things we do is when we, one guy starts hitting, we, it's pretty contagious for this crowd. And, uh, so so we we hit good enough uh, throughout the lineup. But the, the key in key in high school, anybody anybody's is that six, seven, eight, ninth hitters. If, you know if they're yeah. hitting, because you know, the pitchers can't take a break on anybody. And it's tough on a pitcher to be, do like that in high school. Ronald Vincent joining us. Coach, uh, congratulations on the win last night. Good luck on Friday, and uh, hopefully we can keep this rolling. We'll talk to you again next week about some more uh, Rose playoff baseball. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, you played a lot of baseball. You know, anything can happen. Oh, yeah. I found that out with my old school last night, Coach, in fact. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you want to look for – I know you want to be the the underdog, but uh, you always got to have that chip, and, and you can show your team, hey, upsets happen every night, right? That, that's, you're right. You got to have that little chip on your shoulder. Yeah. And you have to play like that, and that's a good point. Well, so. well, Coach, thanks for joining us, and uh, good luck. We'll talk to you again down the road. All right. Thanks, Clip. You have a good weekend now. Thank you, Coach. RV, Ronald Vincent joining us today on Pirate Radio Live as his Rampants looking to continue on in the state playoffs. The number one seed winners uh, made pretty easy work, especially with the late big inning. And now they'll try it again against West Brunswick coming up on Friday. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we'll come back. We'll make you a winner. We got to have Chandler ask Shirley to do something. So we'll do that. And we'll talk a little playoff hockey, a little redneck hockey. Hurricanes tonight trying to close out their series against the Devils. That and more on the way on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, South Florida leading East Carolina 2-0 round one of the AAC softball tournament. 
this tall, skinny lefty mowing them down for South Florida. Pirates, uh, I'm excited. They need a year uh, this offseason get in the weight room because they've had two warning track shots, Shirley, just short of leaving the yard. Uh, but they have had a tough time getting uh, getting anything going against this pitcher. Yeah, they have, uh, they've hit the ball hard once they've made contact. It's just uh, some of them have been just right at the outfielders, and you're right, they've come close to hitting it out today. Uh, which is not something that uh, we see a lot of with ECU, uh, especially with this team. There's not a lot of power hitters, but they are making some good contact on the ball. But looks like uh, we're going to have a pitching change here. 2 nothing right now in the fourth inning as East Carolina bats in the top of the fourth with nobody on. All right, let's um, have Chandler do something. Oh, yeah. Chandler, the show is yours. By the way, I lied. There was no pitching change. Hush your mouth, sir. I need you to do something. (sighs) Lord Jesus. You can't talk and back that fat truck up at the same time. So back that truck I am a multitasker. Right now. Back it up. Back it up because it's time to count down. It's time to count down on the David Price construction countdown to kick off. We've enjoyed having Marcus Crandall back on Pirate Radio on Thursdays, having former Pirates on, looking at the past. Well, let's look at the future as we stand here in the present. People are ready for ECU football. We had a great spring. We enjoyed the spring. We enjoyed learning about new Pirates, seeing a quarterback competition. Who will be that quarterback when it comes to September 2nd? at Michigan. We don't know. Oh, how many days away are we from that game? I just heard somebody ask. Hey, we'll listen to Pirate Radio Live. I'm about to tell you. 114 days until East Carolina takes the trip to Ann Arbor and takes on the Wolverines of Michigan. It will be here before you know it, but you got to wait 114 days until ECU kicks off their 2023 campaign. All of that on the David Price Construction countdown to kick off chandler great work as always i'm trying to um find another countdown so the football season doesn't begin when ecu takes the field against michigan right i mean it begins way before that Mm -hmm. you got fall camp you've got all the hoopla fantasy drafts so i'm going to count down to the nfl hall of fame game okay you know, when you see that first preseason game on TV, you, you kind of start to get the blood going a little bit. How about just 84 days away Wow! from the NFL Hall of Fame game? 84 days. Just to give you a little a little taste. Miami. Yeah. Baltimore. And the schedule's Chicago. coming out tonight. Schedule leak. Freak a leak. Freak a leak. 84 days away from the Hall of Fame game. 100 and... 14 days until ECU versus Michigan on the David Price Construction countdown to kick off. You can call David Price Construction, 919-291-5532, or visit them online, davidpriceconstruction.com. For all your commercial or custom residential and building needs, David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner, run by ECU alum, David Price, the award-winning David Price Construction uh, can help you out with your construction needs. Okay, let's open up the booty bag. Why? Because we're taking a break. Why? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I like to keep y'all on your toes. I was like, wait a minute. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. We ain't talking cane talkie right now. All right. We're going to do that in a minute. Okay. We got other things to do. We got to make you a winner. What are we giving away today? A $10 gift card to Familia. Man, if you're not feeling pizza, which if you are, go with the pizza. If you're not feeling pasta, which if you are, understand. Great chicken Philly and Philly cheesesteak at Familia. Just throwing that out there. That's and, what I've been going with lately. And the Italian hoagie. If you don't want to go a cheesesteak and you want to go a sandwich, got to go the Italian hoagie route. So good. We just had a web gym for East Carolina at third base. That was a thing of beauty. All right, uh, Shirley, what call are you looking for? I'm going to go with caller six. <laughs> 317-1250. Caller six is a winner. We're back with Kane's talk after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Boat Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit, love your transformation, and congratulations to Lonnie Kinker of Chesterfield, Virginia. As uh, he won the $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food, whether it's great New York-style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parm, or the delicious homemade desserts. Familia is a winning play every time. For dine-in or takeout, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you. The kink picking up a win today. Always good to see. We got an RBI double down in Tampa for the South Florida Bulls. Runner thrown out at second, but it appears they are going to review this, or are they going to call her out, or what is the situation? You had a two-out walk. Those are always tough. And South Florida scores another run, so it's going to be three to nothing. We'll see what the situation is when it comes to the runner at second base. All right, we also have some playoff hockey to keep an eye on tonight as the Hurricanes taking on the Devils with a chance to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. And we will talk to our resident Kaniac hockey announcer, Brooks Hill, former Pirate Radio intern, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Brooks, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Hey, we're uh, we're all good here and looking forward to hopefully the Hurricanes advancing to the Eastern Finals. And they'll uh, if they do, they'll await an opponent because both series now tied at uh, or excuse me, both series at three to one with the Maple Leafs winning last night. So, Brooks, let's go back. I haven't talked to you um, since the Canes left for New Jersey. And game three, you kind of figured there would be some juice and, 
you know, a team going home down 2 nothing. They're desperate. And, man, they came out, hair on fire, three early goals. They end up scoring eight goals in the game. So even before we get to game four, how about game three? Did you kind of ride that off, or, or how worried were you watching the Hurricanes give up eight goals that day? I think it's something that you you never expect to give up eight. I think that's the number one outlier. Uh, I think you expected New Jersey to play with a fire lit underneath them a little bit because, you know, they are down 0-2. It was just like how they were last round uh, against the New York Rangers. And they win, a ga- they win a game to get back in the series and then, you know, that game ends up, that series ends up going to seven games. Uh, but for the Hurricanes, uh, I think that the slow start proved a little bit too costly for them. One thing from game three to game four, even though they did give up the first goal again, uh, they quickly put it behind them and they didn't let New Jersey uh, score in bunches, unlike in game three. I felt like that was kind of the vibe. And when the Hurricanes were finally able to get on the board uh, with the Ajo goal, you know, that's nice, everything like that. You think maybe they got a chance here if they can grab another one before the period ends, but nope, New Jersey puts another one right back in the net. Um, I would have to say putting Kochetkov in cold, uh, who was backing up for Anderson in game three, had a pretty good feeling some more goals were going to get in. Again, obviously you don't think eight is a number that's going to show up, but I tried to spin zone it, take the positive, <laughs> and... Uh, you know, three shorthanded goals in a game is is pretty solid, and I, the penalty kill continues to do its job. That's what you look at, and after that, take the positive, and you quickly flush that one out of your system, being like, okay, we're still leading the series. Let's bounce back, and they did it in a big way for game four. Yeah, and Brooks, if I had talked to you before game four, I feel like we would have said, because it's hockey, it's it's not just hockey 101, it's like sports 101. It, the, it would have been, okay, the Canes can't get off to a bad start we got to score the first goal we can't let them score first well that's exactly what happened uh, new jersey scored first they scored early and it was like uh-oh and then the canes were able to even it up and then man brooks that that second period and just the flurry of goals there for carolina kind of kind of out of nowhere but uh you said it a major response after going down early in that game and honestly uh i bet there were not a lot of Kaniac's feeling good after New Jersey got out to that one nothing lead, and of course they feel good about the final score, six to one. Though, so with that Nature's goal getting tied going into the intermission was huge. I was saying uh, to my parents that if they can just be down by only one or tied, obviously you would love to be in the lead, but not trying to be greedy about it. It was a great opportunity for the Hurricanes um, to build some momentum going into the second period and be like, okay, hey, we're actually now in the game on the road, and road playoff games are really big. Everybody will say, oh, the Hurricanes aren't good on the road. Well, if you look over the last year or year or two, really like three and five is not like the worst road record, and then you bounce it back to 2019 when this playoff run started going, it's actually almost near 500. So that's right where you want to be. And then five goals in the second period is huge. And the biggest thing about all of that is that Sebastian Ajo did not have a single point in a 6-1 to one victory for the Hurricanes. Hmm. So they were able to score with the depth that everybody wants to talk about. Oh, they don't have Pacioretty, who played five games. They don't have Svechnikov. They don't have Tara Vinen. But, hey, 
guys are stepping up and getting it done, and nobody's stepping up more than Jordan Martinuk. Monster game for him uh, the other night and a uh, great playoff run going for him right now as well. And then I saw the news uh, a few hours before game for Brooks that Ronto would still be out for Carolina. So Anderson back in the net and coming off a game where you saw all those goals go in the net. Uh, it was great to see only one go in, and that was very early in the game on uh, Tuesday. So how about the goaltending so far in these playoffs for Carolina? Yeah, it's been really good. I think that's what they found uh, when they got uh, Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ronta. That's what they were going for. And I believe that it was a great bounce-back opportunity for Anderson and also, you know, like not a rash decision from Rod Brindamore to go to Kochetkov. Just like, oh, well, we pulled Anderson in the game before, so we got to start somebody else different. You know, just getting your guy back in there, showing that you got some confidence in him. Uh, Kochekov will be the guy eventually uh, in this franchise, but right now he's not. I think it's still Freddie Anderson. And, you know, once Auntie Ronta gets back from illness, I don't know what kind of illness he has, but you never want to put a sick goalie in there. Um, you don't want to put a sick player in to begin with, you know, with the level of skating that these guys are going at and speed of the game. But uh, Anderson with a great bounce back. And like you said, the early goal, I think it was like their second shot on target. And then to stop all the rest of them afterwards, really put that one behind, was a big a, a big mental block or a mental hurdle that I think Anderson was able to overcome in game four. Brooks, we talked about the first round uh, competitive games each and every time out and, and nail biters and uh, nervousness in the third period. That has not been the case with this series. Canes have a couple of 6-1 to one wins, a 5-1 to one win, and then an 8-4 to four loss. So, Brooks, so we see our first close game of this series tonight. Canes hammered the Devils in two games uh, so far in this playoff round at home. They'll try to do it again tonight, but we're due for a good one, right? Uh, it's kind of strange we haven't seen a good one. You know, you would think so. Uh, you really would. You know, we're in the same situation that we were in in the first round. The away team is facing elimination with their backs against the wall. I said a couple of weeks ago that if the Hurricanes got to three in game five, I think they win. I think if they get to four goals tonight, they win. I do think New Jersey is going to be able to score. You're going to see the Devils personally I think try to connect on those home run passes that worked really well in game three, not so much in game four. Um, you know, I believe I saw the stat run across ESPN that the giveaways were 25 to two, New Jersey uh, leading that category. And it's definitely not a category that you want to lead a game in anytime, but by 25 to two margin is astronomically not where you want to be. So I think New Jersey is going to connect on a couple of uh, big passes. I think that Dougie Hamilton will probably score because he's been firing uh, as of lately. And I think New Jersey will get to their game probably in the second period, which is ironic to say because that was a period that the Hurricanes controlled. I think if Hurricanes weather the early storm in the first couple of minutes, you know, the crowd's going to be into it. Maybe get a power play goal. I do think if the Hurricanes score on the power play, they will win the game. But the penalty kill continues to do its job. I don't think the Hurricanes have too much to worry about. But also, not a must-win scenario for the Hurricanes, and that is the glory of it. 
All right, also coming up tonight, Kraken Stars, and that series tied at two games apiece. Uh, Toronto has an uphill battle, but still alive as they will play at home coming up on Friday against the Panthers, trailing 3-1 in that series. And also Oilers Golden Knights tied at two apiece. So the Hurricanes can close out their series and uh, hopefully sit and, and wait for a little while, and maybe the Maple Leafs will make it a series. I don't know, Brooks, would you rather go ahead? Let's say the Canes win tonight. Would you rather get a little extra rest uh, and let that Maple Leafs Panthers series go on with potentially Toronto winning, or would you rather go ahead and and get the Panthers instead of the Maple Leafs? Uh, you get to choose in this scenario. So, what are you choosing? I'm choosing rest. Okay. I think Hurricanes benefit more from the rest because I think they have more injuries to deal with than the other team. If you're the Florida Panthers, I think you want to play every other day until the cup is presented to the winning team. I think that really benefits them. They've been on a heater as of recently. Think about it. They had won six playoff games in a row until last night, and they lost two to one. So they've been yeah. playing in some tight. know how to win tight. They know how to win big, too. I think the best thing for the Hurricanes is to try to finish it in game five, get that more rest, because um, one thing that the NHL does differently than the NBA is they will not start the next round until both sides of the conference or both conferences are finished. So they're not going to start the conference finals until the Western Conference finishes their uh, their semifinals. Oh, wow. Okay. So that really benefits the Hurricanes and the teams in the East, I think, because they're going to have at least game six in both of the uh, division matchups in the Western Conference. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Brooks Hill joining us here on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Brooks, uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. Enjoy talking uh, Canes hockey while they're on this run, and uh, we just hope that run continues. So I appreciate you joining us, man. We'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Let's go, Canes. Brooks Hill joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Chandler, uh, you said earlier this week, going into game four, you like the Canes to win it on the road and potentially come back home to close it out. They win it. They're back home. Do they close it out tonight? I think so. I think they can take that momentum that they had the other night and uh, and close things out. I know they that, that you know this team wants to close out the series, of course, but of course they want to close it out in the friendly confines of PNC Arena in Raleigh. They didn't do it the last series, so you know they got to be kind of rallying together and saying, "Hey, guys, let's not go to a game uh, a game six. Let's let's end it tonight, and I think they do. And man, if they do, uh, quite a layoff, quite a, a rest period for the Canes as they watch the other series go on. So this can be big for healing up some injuries and uh, resting up for the Eastern Conference Finals. Charlie, before we take a break, um, I need to leak some more schedule out there. Leak it. Yeah, it's time to leak. Miami, Baltimore, Chicago. Schedule leak. Carolina, Arizona, Seattle. Schedule leak. Washington, New York, Philly. Frankly. Schedule leak. LA, Green Bay, New England. Schedule leak. Tampa, Vegas, the Lions. Frankly. Schedule leak. Derek Carr will make his regular season debut with the Saints mm. at home against the Tennessee Titans. Mm. Mm. The New York Giants. Oh, man. Y'all love NFC East football. And if you say you don't, you're lying. 
Week one, Sunday night football. The only matchup it could be, Giants-Cowboys. Got to be NFC East all the time. Uh, the G-Men will be in primetime quite a bit. Week one, Sunday night football against Dallas. Week three, on the road, Thursday night against San Fran. Week four, at home, Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks. Are you all ready for a Super Bowl rematch? You're going to have to wait a little while. Week 11, November 20th, Monday night football, Chiefs and Eagles will have a rematch. Cool. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. Is that cool? That's pretty cool. Pretty. What happened pretty to having cool. the? Um, maybe this was never a thing, but what happened to the Super Bowl rematch being Week One on Thursday night, or was that not a thing? Well, first of all, they don't play every year because the AFC and NFC alternate divisions. You play a team every four years. That's true. So it would be very difficult for that to happen. That's true. Uh, the Super Bowl champion plays every week one game thursday night at home and we've already talked about that yeah because the chiefs will play the lions correct which was not a rematch of the super bowl which but but the chiefs are defending super bowl champions champions yeah because their quarterback they have patrick mahomes and their head coach is andy reed thank you let's take a break the jordan love era We'll get underway in a division game. Packers, Bears in Chicago. Mm. Week one, 425 on Fox. Did Aaron Rodgers lead the rights to the Chicago Bears to Jordan Love? Because he says he is their team owner. I love leaking schedules, man. Yeah, I love a good leakage. It's all going to come out tonight at 8 o'clock, but for whatever reason, it's all out there for you to see right now on social media. All right, we'll take our last break. Come back, get ready to wrap it up here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this, and we'll answer your question, Alex. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dow was down 221 points today. It closed at 33,309. The NASDAQ was up 22 points at 12,328. And the S&P was down 7 points at 4,130. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to Clip. All right, Pirates, we'll have one more crack at it. Going into the bottom of the sixth inning, East Carolina trailing South Florida 3 to nothing, round one of the AAC Tournament. And right now, East Carolina has one hit. And I believe the pitcher for USF has now retired 15 or 16 straight batters. I don't know the exact number. Uh, but we just saw another web gem 
this time from the South Florida outfielder. So, been some good defense in this game. Not a ton of offense, and East Carolina can't get anything going against this left-handed pitcher for South Florida. So, they'll have to get out of this inning and try to come up with some runs to extend their season. That on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. We had a walk-off squeeze earlier today in Kansas City. Royals beating the White Sox on a bunt. It's exciting. Tonight, Canes, Devils. Game 5 in Raleigh, 7 o'clock, TNT, Kraken, and Stars. After that, NBA, it is going to be a madhouse in Philly as they try to end their series with Boston and advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. Denver trying to close out their series with Phoenix tonight. That one in Phoenix at 10 o'clock on ESPN. ESPN. Thanks for tuning in today enjoyed it we had a fun one great show and really enjoyed talking to marcus crandall and jason nichols in our number one of today's show if you missed it you can of course download it where you get your podcast or check it out on facebook live uh facebook and youtube all right shirley chan man great work we'll see you fine folks at three o'clock friday for an all-new edition of pirate radio live jeff charles take us home have a great night eastern carolina Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.